Welcome to Day Zero Update for June 11th, 2023. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Daniel Victoria. And yeah, we've got a big week. Uh, Very uh, big. All this sort of news here uh, from the uh, Summer Game Fest, Day mm-hmm. of the Devs, Devolver Digital Direct, and the Xbox Showcase plus Starfield Direct. Uh, did a video for that last one today with uh, uh, Dan Reb. We had Filippo. We had Patrick on. Uh, some good talk there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as what did a Summer Game Fest with Phil, though. That one didn't come out so well because I had his audio a little lower because I couldn't get that level out right. Yeah. But oh well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that got hit with the DMC thing for the, the Twisted Metal trailer they showed. Mm-hmm. I guess Peacock did not like people. Having that in their archives of that thing. So <laughs> that's all the weird stuff. But uh, we've oh, got yeah. a few other bits of news here uh, before we get to all of that stuff because uh, other things happened uh, mm-hmm. before Thursday. So we'll get to that stuff after we talk about what we've been playing. Uh, and it'll be a quick segment because uh, mm-hmm. we got plenty of other stuff to talk about. Uh, but there is Diablo 4. Uh, that's the, the main thing I've been putting some time into. Yeah. I uh, got that from Gamefly. And uh, yeah. It's basically what was in the beta, but there's more of it Mm -hmm. Uh, because you can go beyond it. And I'm liking it, but also the live service nature of it and kind of what people feared this game would be like uh, with Diablo Immortal. The Mm -hmm. whole game kind of happening is pretty much right on. Uh, Mm. uh, The the map is not like Diablo 3's where you kind of had these uh, linear areas to go through, some more open spaces, but nothing that's like a big open space. Uh, yeah. You go through and kill enemies, and then they would be dead until you next time you visited that map. Uh, but here they just spawn constantly. Events show up all around the map, uh, and other people are around once you get to the first big town in the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can sort of team up with people if you want, or just, you know, go do events and usually somebody will show up and help out, but it's not like say destiny where people sought out that stuff. Yeah. Uh, So maybe there are certain ones that have specific rewards. I've not, I'm like level 19, so I'm not that far into the game. I'm still, and they let you kind of do act one, act two and act three quests fairly early Mm -hmm. on. At least they show up on the map, which is kind of just weird. Um, they do kind of stagger the initial like level recommendations of like level five, ten, and fifteen for Act One, Two, and Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I'm at nineteen, I'm not sure if I could just go and do an Act Three quest that's on the way because I I have a druid that's named Thor that does lightning attacks, mm-hmm. um, but also has some shape shifting abilities and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm on a Quest. Uh, I was doing a mission that involved a big boss fight that's like three waves of enemies that, you know, you get more enemies with each wave. That's just wearing my character out. So I'm, I'm going to have to look up a, a guide to see, like, maybe I should be respecting with some other abilities. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of feels like a, a lot of work. I would just not say it's like bad or anything, but uh, I kind of like Diablo 3 that you kind of just. Uh, pick what you like, you know, you start getting some some gear that gets you, like, regenerating health, uh, and you can kind of be set for the rest of your run unless you're going for, like, the higher world tier stuff that is more difficult. 
Uh, here they kind of just open up tier one and two, which one is easy, two is uh, uh, less easy. It's not mm-hmm. that tough. It's not, or it's not been that tough. Uh, where I die occasionally if I'm not paying attention to my health, but this boss fight's just kicking my ass, and I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. You can't yeah. level up. You can't like grind and level up and come back because everything levels up with you. Uh, that's what I notice when I look at all the dungeons after I level up yeah. uh, and that kind of stuff. And I had an annoying situation on Wednesday when I was uh, streaming it where the server crapped out right at the end of a dungeon when I was on a boss fight. I had like 5% health left, and uh, that means I could not like resume that dungeon. Uh, mm. I was just, just respawned back at the, the one of the big towns and was like, oh, I got to do that all over again. That like 40 minutes I was doing that, so I probably won't do those very much, at least not on busy times. And apparently mm. if you do a hardcore character and the server crashes, your character's dead. Yep. So you can lose it for nothing that's your fault. And that's yeah. just seems kind of shitty. Uh, but that's the life of a game that's server based for everything. Yeah. In it. So, but uh, that's Diablo 4. Yeah. I'll probably keep playing it some more, but I'm glad I didn't spend the 70 bucks or whatever on it. Yeah. Uh, especially some of the people that spent too much time in the beta and then got to the full game and, like, I don't know, I want to keep playing this intro again. Mm hmm. Because uh, it's nice and slow. But. Yeah, that's fine. But Brandon, how about you? What you been doing? Uh, well, as for me, um, I am still playing and actually just about finished with uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I've now gotten done all the temples. Um, I've gotten uh, all five of the stages. Yes, there is a fifth one that you have to get. Um, and they're actually kind of... Honestly, they're probably the coolest of all five of them because they're basically a giant robot that you can control. So, you know, Japan stuff. Um, And, yeah, so it's pretty much all that's done. All that's left is I have to now uh, go and fight Ganondorf himself, um, which is no small feat because the um, way you do this is you basically have to... um, dive underneath the castle, which, you know, the the castle course is currently hovering in midair uh, over, like, a huge chasm where, like, a bunch of gloom is leaking out. You essentially have to sort of glide over and then dive down into the hole in the middle of it. And it's very similar to, you know, diving down into the chasm, you know, to go into the depths. Um, the difference with this, though, is, you know... The exception here is the fact that whereas in the depths, you know, gloom is a hazard that you have to deal with um, and can, if you're smart, usually avoid, uh, that is a lot more difficult down in this area because it's basically everywhere. And you run into a bunch of strong, very infuriating enemies that all are infected with gloom. So, like, one of the first enemies you'll come in contact with is a group of like-likes um, who are infected with gloom. And not only that, they are electrified like-likes, which means that they shoot out, you know, shock uh, elements at you. And every time they hit you, they not only, you know, stun you and make you drop whatever it is you're holding, but they also, you know, infect you with gloom, which in this game basically knocks out 
uh, some of your hearts semi-permanently. You know, unless either you can get to an area where you can purify it or you've got some kind of, you know, uh, item on you that can uh, guard you from it. Um, and that's just the first one. Then you run into versions of those weird dudes that crawl on the roofs of caves that have, like, spears and stuff. And they're also fast, and they're also infected with gloom, and one hit from them can basically kill you. And if they don't, well, you might as well be, because that's pretty much 90% of your hearts that have been taken from you. Um, and uh, then after that, there's some electrified uh, keys that you have to deal with, and then there's also uh, gloom-infected Lionel, which is has a bow and arrow, which is just great. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it, it it's difficult, um, and that's not even uh, counting the actual fight against Ganon himself because it's once again very similar to like how you're fighting you know Phantom Ganon. It's at this time he goes through like four or five different stages, and his life bar basically goes off the screen, like it's literally that long, um, but. Yeah, I'm confident I could do it. Um, it just, you know, takes some preparation and uh, getting some additional stuff to prepare for it. But, yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. So, uh, Andrew, what about you? So, Brennan, it sounds like you've got to Ganon, but you didn't kill him yet. Is that nope. am I right? Okay, cool. That is exactly where I am. So, I, was, uh, I went to the depths of the castle. Saw the Lionel, and I was like, no, I am not ready for this yet. And I, um, you can you know, actually just avoid him. You just have to sort of like yeah. glide over him. But I get why you would want to fight him. Well, oh no, I, I, I don't, I don't want to fight him at all. But um, I just decided that I wasn't ready for it, just because like mm-hmm. uh, what you said. You know, the, there is gloom everywhere, and um, it's all about avoiding it. And at the mm-hmm. same time, it's just literally impossible to do so. You have to make some sacrifices along the way. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like before I went in, I actually went to a. I don't know if you did the Lurland uh, Island uh, side quest yet. I might have. Yeah. So basically, when you where you have to like uh, bring that little town back to life by getting rid of the pirates and uh, mm-hmm. bringing bringing the bringing the hotel back, bringing the, the the chief's house back, and all that. That was an interesting side quest because after that, they showed their gratitude for you by basically basically making all of their um, services free. Mm-hmm. So it becomes better than the Outlook Tower because, you know, then you can just go to that city and then just go ahead and heal, do whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever you go to an inn and heal, you also have the option of having a more premium option that pretty much just gives you more than your maximum amount of hearts and um, mm-hmm. stamina. And, yeah, I did that. It gives you three extra. And then I went over to Ganon's castle, and I was like, okay, all of my stuff is gone. I'm pretty much in the way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm at the point where... Uh, I I will beat him sooner than later. Um, yeah. I just didn't want to take my time, but mm. unfortunately, I've taken too much time because I have uh, three embargoed codes uh, over the last few days, and that means yeah. it's time to move. So, yeah. uh, one of the games I'm playing right now is Harmony: Fall of Reverie. Mm-hmm. Um, this game came out on Friday. It is uh, Don't Nod's latest, and it is definitely very Don't Nod in style, but. Um, considering, but it, it, it feels more like a graphic novel or a mm. visual novel than the, you know, Life is Strange or uh, Vampire and stuff like that. Um, 
you use this one girl who apparently uh, can't find his mother or can't find her mother. And she ends up in an alternate dimension and has to, you know, make all these choices between, um, you know, it's not really what's right or wrong, but really just really just a whole lot of um, stuff yeah. regarding how you want to think about things. And there's multiple endings. Uh, the thing with this game is that it hasn't really hooked me yet. Um, mm-hmm. Reason uh, in between every conversation is, you know, a loading screen to go back to the nodes, and then all of a sudden you have to make your choices from there. And while I'm in, I'm enjoying the animation and I'm jo- I'm enjoying the story, um, going back and forth between the, the the nodes and the actual story itself is a little um, it's tiring. And the other thing is I'm playing on Switch, so they're going to be a whole lot slower. Uh, the thing is, the game is only available on Switch and Steam right now, and it's not going to be available on um, PlayStation or Xbox uh, uh, until the next couple of weeks. And the thing about this code was that I've had the code for about a week. But it wasn't redeemable until four hours before the embargo lifted, and I was like, "Why did you guys do this?" So mm-hmm. um, it's weird because a lot of the reviews that I've seen so far, and there aren't very many, uh, really like the game. And typically, developers do this when they want to hide something. So I don't know. It's pretty frustrating in that regard. I'll just stop there. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, good to see. We still got some more news that isn't confined in any of these showcases. Mm-hmm. here uh because you know there's the rest of the week and not everybody's at those things mm. like nintendo yeah who announced uh four new games for the nintendo switch online apps the basic ones mm-hmm. uh mystery tower for the nes which is a mm-hmm. game that never released here yeah uh or outside of japan even uh i looked it up i uh, did a stream on this it is a game that was called like babble no toe or tower of babble Mm-hmm. in Japan uh and they have even rebranded the Japanese version of this uh to uh the battle the tower of babel mm-hmm. uh cuz like the the box art for the original game just said babel on it mm-hmm. uh so they you know retrofitted it to fit the tower of babel and here it just says mystery tower but it is a puzzle platformer essentially where you are uh going around these stages and picking up these L-shaped blocks that uh, change the the direction they're facing. There's like very specific uh, ways you can lay those things down and all that kind of stuff. It takes a bit to get used to. Uh, there's a there's some guides out there you can look at that'll give you extra you know strategy stuff to think about uh, and you know better way to learn how to actually play it. But it's a really cool puzzle game, so definitely one to kind of check out if you need that. And obviously you can use your it has like an energy system for picking up the blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of have to worry about wasting too much of your energy, but obviously you can do save states and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, if you need to for that. So there's that. There's Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo, which is Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the first one of those, so probably not as feature-packed as uh, no. some of the later stuff on PS1 and PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and GameCube and all that, so... But uh, you can do that on NSO now uh, for that. Uh, before Harvest Moon got kind of corrupted by capitalism mm-hmm. uh, as the devs went to do something else. And uh, the original people that published it kept the, the license. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So there's that uh, for the Game Boy. There's two games. There's Blaster Master Enemy Below. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the many Blaster Master games that came out in that era. This was on the Game Boy. Uh, it has Game Boy Color support, so if you have that filter on, you can get some color stuff to this, but mm. uh, it is very much a game of that era, which means it is very kind of uh, mean. Mm. Uh, you can take damage very easily. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's two different meters, an H meter and a P meter. Oh, and you yeah. get kill enemies and it sometimes seems like it's filling up one or the other. And I don't, I couldn't understand the, the logic of that. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to figure out how to get out of the, out of your little tank mm-hmm. uh, to do stuff there. And you don't have as much um, shooting options with, with that. Cause I think with the, the tank, you can kind of shoot upwards or side to, you know, left or right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with uh, the kid Jason, uh, it's just left or right, and then you go into some like dungeon areas that yeah. are also very annoying because enemies respawn very quickly. Mm. So that game's all right. Probably better with save states or maybe a guide, mm-hmm. so you know where the hell you need to go. Seriously, <laughs> that game is like one of the most infamous, like quote unquote, Nintendo hard games ever made. And the truth of the matter is, is that honestly. Compared to the original Japanese version, uh, the version we got over here is frankly superior because the Japanese version, compared to what we got over here, was extremely lacking in just about everything. You know, story, character, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that as a thing that you can play. Mm. Uh, and the last one is Kirby Tilt and Tumble. Uh, a very late Game Boy game, though Blaster Master is also the same thing. It's a 2000-era Game Boy game, so the year before the GBA launched. Yep. Uh, but Kirby very much is what you uh, kind of expect out of, uh, especially portable Kirby games, is that they oh, yeah. had some sort of gimmick to it. This one is that they had a motion sensor in the cart mm-hmm. so that you could tilt it to move Kirby around, sort of like those, uh, I don't know what they were called, like the, the maze... Uh, things that you have. The wooden ball and maze game that you used to yeah. have. I had one, yeah. Or you had to, like, you had two controls, I think, for tilting it, you know, left, right, or up, down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And they, they adapt all that for the uh, the gyro in your uh, controller or the switch itself. Uh, so you can do all that and it has, you know, calibration options in case you uh, fuck it up when you you know, go to first use it. Uh, but it all works pretty well. Yeah, uh, um, I haven't tried it on uh, the Switch yet, but this is definitely an impressive option. I mean, this is not something you'd really want to, you know, emulate on another platform just because, like, you know, not everything has the, the gyroscope stuff. And this is definitely a precursor yeah. to, you know, what Nintendo has done with the Wii and now the Switch with 1-2-Switch and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool to see. But if, uh, for, for this game in general, it was actually a really, really good one and a well-received one. It was just uh, different, obviously, because, you know, it wasn't your traditional Kirby game. But, you know, as yeah. far as the, the mechanics, it worked really well during, the, during that time. And, like, it has some of the most inventive level design. And, like, um, you know, these, these are really the annoying puzzles from Breath of the Wild now. But, like, back then, it was just uh, next-level stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really good game for the, like, rewind and safe state options on the, on the Nintendo Switch Online apps. Uh, so you mm. can, if you just fuck up your tilting, you can just rewind and be like, alright, I'll try that again. Uh, and I had yeah. to start over levels. Uh, that kind of stuff, but 
everything else works pretty well uh, for that. Mm. So, yeah, it, you just have to realize it's not big, big uh, tilting. It just kind of keep it level and then just kind of do some more subtle tilting in whatever direction you're going on. Because uh, you'll mm. really fuck yourself up if you just start freaking out and overcompensating. Mm. But, uh, yeah, those are all available now, so you can check that out. Uh, but yeah, let's get to some more news. Uh, the newest spinoff of the Super Meat Boy series is Dr. Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. Uh, very yeah. much a clever spin on the you know Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh, yeah. Same kind of mechanics there to it, of the uh, mm-hmm. Puyo Puyo, but obviously because it's Super Meat Boy, there are sort of spinning blades and such that will uh, try to destroy your blocks and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally have a date for that coming out on everything PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC uh, June 22nd. Uh, so that's cool to see. Um, what's the price going to be for this? Do they have it? No, I don't think they've announced it yet, but there's a demo on Steam uh, mm. to check that out. So that's uh, something you can do. So that's neat. So, yeah, 100 levels, uh, boss fights. Yeah, have worlds from Super Meat Boy and Super Meat Boy Forever, original soundtrack created by Ridiculon, uh, with remixes from Super Meat Boy Forever tracks and new scores. And yeah, so that's cool. Nice to get uh, that kind of puzzle game. So there you go for that. And uh, yeah, speaking of Diablo 4, apparently it's the the fastest selling game Blizzard has ever released. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is not really a huge surprise because it's probably the most platforms it's ever released on. So I believe yeah. it's PS5, PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S and PC. Uh, mm. Diablo 3 just released on PC. Overwatch launched just on PC and had a console release later. Uh, so there's mm. kind of not a ton of the games that they've released that have been on you know consoles and PC at the same time. Uh, for that stuff, you know, WoW is not on that. Uh, yeah, so they this is apparently even just uh, based on pre-order numbers. So uh, that is a, a whole thing there. So yeah, if you thought they were going to get any sort of, I don't know, pushback on their server stuff or whatever, uh, no, it's they're selling very well, and that's just going to mean they're going to keep supporting this game for a while. So, oh, yeah. at least good for the people that like it a lot. Mm. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's some good news for them. Mm. Uh, also good news is for TMNT fans, because Teenage Mutant Ninja, Turtle, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, uh, they just announced new DLC called Dimension Shellshock uh, that mm-hmm. will bring Usagi Yojimbo into it, to the rabbit samurai. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he will be a part of the... He is, in fact, a crossover, because Usagi Ujimbo is, in fact, his own IP. Like he... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, they are bringing in the neutrinos. Uh, if you know mm-hmm. that from Dimension X, the weird teenagers. Uh, they are in need of help. Shredder is seeking to conquer the multiverse itself. Mm-hmm. Our heroes need to jump between dimensions and stop Shredder once and for all, so I believe that means... That you'll be going through like remixed versions of stages from the main campaign mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of weird stuff going on. So 
that'll be cool. You'll have yeah, Usagi Yojimbo, and I believe uh, new like cosmetics for the the turtles themselves, which from the screenshots also includes like NES sprites of themselves. Mm. Uh, the very kind of monochromatic uh, looking sprites outside of the uh, the belts and uh, whatnot that they have on them that are colored specifically for each turtle. Uh, so yeah, I think there's mm. some new areas for this campaign, but also they get some uh, remixed areas as well uh, for that. So that's that's uh, cool to see. No real date for this, just uh, it'll be available on all the platforms. And we'll just have to wait for a launch date. It'll be sometime this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's some good news. Awesome. Uh, uh, for not good news, uh, the Friday the 13th, the game, uh, has been having a lot of trouble uh, ever since it launched because the, uh, the IP holder, the, the rights to that, changed hands after they did their Kickstarter and release and started like working on content for that mm-hmm. game. That ended up in some big legal battle that resulted in them having to stop working on new content for the game and just kind of leave it as like, this is what it is uh, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, they've announced that it will be delisted on December 31st of this year, and the servers will be going down by, uh, this, uh, I think, 2024? Mm. Uh, yeah, well, no. What does it say here? Our license for Friday the 13th will expire on December 31st, 2023. On that date, Friday the 13th, the game will no longer be available for sale, both physically and digitally. Game Howard, yeah, will continue to function through at least December 31st, 2024, if you already own it. Mm-hmm. So they've reduced the price of the game to $4.99 for the base game and $0.99 cents for each piece of DLC content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they will be offering that up until the time it's uh, it's delisted. And so, yeah, they're kind of kind of keep it going as you know, long as they can, especially for the, the servers, I guess. So. Uh, the game kind of gets its uh, existence ended uh, about as well as it got ended, you know, when the devs are forced to stop supporting it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate news, but there's more of these kind of games out there to play, especially Dead by mm-hmm. Daylight. So there you go for that. And uh, the last bit of news we have outside of the uh, the very showcase is, is that Microsoft has been fined $20 million for illegally collecting children's information on uh, the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, as part of, uh, let's see, overcharges, it illegally collected personal information from children who signed up for its Xbox gaming system without mm-hmm. their parents' consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is something that Epic was hit on for Fortnite uh, with part of their $550 million fine for uh, privacy invasive default settings and deceptive interfaces that tricked Fortnite users, including te- teenagers and children. So, yeah. uh, but they're getting off much lighter with just twenty million dollars on that. As uh, yeah, Microsoft uh, says they entered into a settlement with the U.S. Federal Trade Commission to update our account creation process and resolve a data retention glitch found in our system. Regrettably, we did not meet customer expectations and are committed to complying with the order. To continue improving upon our safety measures, we believe that we can and should do more. We'll remain steadfast in our commitment to safety, privacy, and security for our community. Uh, yeah, 
there's some more information here if you want to see on that. But yeah, uh, that's good that they are being made to pay for uh, doing this kind of stuff. I think Amazon recently got hit big time for uh, collecting a lot of data through their, you know, Alexa stuff with the audio uh, messages and all that kind of stuff that they can record and just not deleting it when parents requested that. Yeah. Using it to feed all their, their data they use to keep their, you know, software working as well as possible. And when it comes to children's data, that's something that's not acceptable. Yeah. So there you go. Holding big tech accountable, mm-hmm. at least as best as they can. So there you go for the, for the news. Uh, we'll get to uh, all the showcase news here. Uh, and we'll kind of work through this stuff. Uh, we will not talk about everything here because there's plenty of it that's not all that interesting, but uh, there is plenty of it that is. And this is just uh, covering the four showcases. I'll probably do a roundup of other stuff that happened in the other showcases that I missed uh, for next week's show, if we need it. Uh, We'll go through Summer Game Fest, the first of the the big ones over this weekend. Uh, And they started with a a banger, as there is a new Prince of Persia game. Mm -hmm. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, that's coming to everything. January 18th, 2024. Uh, we'll see if they hit that date because they've done this before of announcing mm-hmm. a new Prince of Persia game for early the following next year and missed it to the mm-hmm. tune of like three years. But this one's looking more complete. It's uh, Metroid-like, so mm-hmm. that's a new style of thing that they have not done for this series, and it has a really nice style to it. Yeah, this one was a huge first announcement right off the gate. You know, we're getting Prince of Persia, uh, something that ubisoft was synonymous with for a long time but hasn't been around for a while obviously we're still expecting the remake of the of the reboot or whatever but you know um this sort of brings it back to its roots with also some gameplay nuances uh akin to metroidvanias like you mentioned so i'm really excited about this it looks really fast-paced and uh you know january looks good hopefully Mm -hmm. it does meet it though yeah and uh that'll be at the ubisoft showcase tomorrow monday uh which Phil and I will be talking over. Uh, we've got a few things here that I think they will be talking about there. So yeah, uh, that'll be good to see uh, some stuff, some new stuff from Ubisoft that uh, does not look like a lot of the previous stuff they've done mm. for the past like four or five years. So yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jeff Keighley moved into uh, one of the big things they announced ahead of time that they were going to have Gameplay for Mortal Kombat 1, and also talk to Ed Boon about the game uh, at the same time. Mm. Uh, yeah, that'll be out September 19th. We already knew that. Come to everything. Uh, but yeah, the gameplay looks pretty cool. Pretty uh, pretty much a lot of like what we saw before with Mortal Kombat games in the recent few. Uh, the big change up here is that there's the cameo fighter system. Yep. Uh, which works a lot like some of the uh, the versus games and such where, you know, you have like a side character that you can bring in to do stuff, but you're not really tagging yeah. in to do them. They're just like part of a combo uh, kind of thing that you can pull yeah. out. Uh, if I remember correctly, they actually did something kind of similar in, I think it was Mortal Kombat, but I want to say it was Mortal Kombat 4. It might have been Deadly Alliance. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but it's definitely something they've, uh, tried to implement before, but you know the difference is that 
you know, these Mortal Kombat games are a lot more sophisticated than those were. Yeah. As far as, you know, mechanics are concerned. Yeah. Not only that, like, better as well. I mean, like, Mortal Kombat is pretty much seeing a crazy renaissance since 4. So, uh, pretty pleasing to see. Um, mm-hmm. The main thing that I wasn't I wasn't crazy about with the trailer, and I'm, I'm assuming it's just a trailer thing unless they decide to do it with the actual... We don't need to see the zoom-ins of all the, sh- of all the skulls breaking when the character is still alive. So... Oh, that's just... I mean, you know, that's just... But that's, that's the... I forgot what they're called. Are they like x-ray moves? Yeah, the x-ray moves. That's just the oh. thing they've been doing since Mortal Kombat. It's like one of the level of like special moves you can pull off. Yep. Got it. It's like when you're watching, it's like, wait, I thought we already burned his face out. He still has some health left. But yeah, all right, gotcha. If they're x-ray moves, totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're called in here, but that's definitely like a, a thing they had. They showed him like snapping his neck, but he's able to keep going on because it's Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the other neat thing is that these uh, cameo fighters don't necessarily have to be like in canon uh, versions of them. Uh, as yep. they had like Sonya Blade, who's like clearly from like the original trilogy, and Kano, and uh, some of those others they brought in uh, that don't have to look like the ones that are in the game, mm-hmm. and also doesn't guarantee that those characters are actually going to be in the main roster for this game. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of frees them up to bring in some of the 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 more beloved versions of these characters that can add different moves to your mm. your arsenal and that kind of stuff. So mm. that's cool uh, to see. It gives it a, a little bit of extra flavor to it. Oh yeah. It also just means there's constantly stuff happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the I think the the other interesting thing is they're adding to the main roster, Kenshi, uh, who's mm-hmm. the the blind samurai who's been sort of a, I think it was like a, a development character initially that got cut at the last minute from the roster yeah. and then eventually made a DLC character in like the recent trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's on the main roster for the first yeah. time. Uh, it looks pretty cool for that. So yeah, you got to see a little bit more of the, the, the way that they uh, have remixed, you know, the aspects of the characters, you know, Mm. Uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion are brothers now, so they're not necessarily like mortal enemies and characters have different relationships because this is like a new universe that uh, Kung Lao has brought or uh, has brought to pass. So that's a cool seat. Mm-hmm. Means they aren't beholden to the shit they've done before. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, then uh, Jeff Keighley brought up his next big guest, Nick Cage. Uh, yeah, about his. Uh, appearance in Dead by Daylight, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, he seemed to fully understand what he was doing there and hamming it up a little bit, being you know his uh, his Nick Cage self on stage and having some fun, which it's good to see because he's uh, he's been through a lot of shit in his in like the past twenty years with his tax troubles that it forced him to work on a lot of stuff he probably did not really want to, mm-hmm. uh, but now he gets to kind of be himself and. Uh, have some fun with uh, the things he does. And this is sort of his first video game role. He said he's never been contacted before about being in a video game, mm. which I kind of find hard to believe, but uh, hopefully the, uh, you know, the, the inbox is open for more invites mm. jobs on that. So there's that uh, he'll be out on, in the game on July 25th. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a, a beta branch on steam 
uh, for people to start checking it out July 5th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. Uh, let's see, we got to see Path of Exile 2. Uh, that'll have a reveal events on July 28th to see more of what that uh, game is, but looks a lot like the first, but, you know, with better graphics and all that. Uh, yeah, let's see. Then there was a weird collaboration announcement with Exo Primal and Street Fighter 6 mm-hmm. that I believe is for Street Fighter skins in Exo Primal, as Capcom is desperate to get people to pay attention to this game. Um, it'll be on Game Pass. Uh, and we've known, we've seen that that's not necessarily a guarantee of anything uh, with these kind of games because uh, the Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction was another big one that just came and went and nobody gave a shit about that game. Uh, and I could see this game going the same way, but Capcom's trying to uh, make it another successful thing in their you know slate of games for this year. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I don't think there's any date on that stuff. I think it was just it's happening. Uh, probably around launch it'll happen. But we'll see if there's more information there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what's next up? It's noteworthy. Remnant 2. Uh, that'll be out fairly soon. Uh, it's following up on the original game, third game in the series, but uh, Remnant from the Ashes that was pretty well regarded. Uh, it's like yeah. a three-player co-op uh, Souls-like, but with guns. Yeah, it is. It's it's legitimately a solid game. Yeah. Even uh, even going solo, it's still really solid. Um, yeah. And difficult. Don't forget difficult. But yeah, actually pretty fun. And you would be surprised how well like uh, firearms can act can be uh, adaptable to like a souls like experience. Surprisingly, yeah. work really well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the thing that they did is like you're you just don't have a ton of ammo. And that's no. so you kind of have to be careful with the shots you're taking and sort of yeah. making sure you're not just wasting ammo like it's a Call of Duty match. Yeah. Also you have to reload, which gives the gives an extra bit of attention to the combat. So yeah. Yeah. They mentioned here like branching quest lines, mm-hmm. augments crafting and loot rewards and all that kind of stuff here. So uh yeah. That looks neat. I think the yeah, in the original the other thing was you didn't necessarily go through the maps, the, the areas in the same order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of uh, could remix that and like play with a friend and be like, oh, you haven't been here yet? This mm-hmm. is my first area I went to kind of thing. And like, oh, this changes it up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Being that kind of flexible versus, you know, the typical way Souls games are. Yeah. Uh, for that. Well, style. I mean, with the exception of, I think, it, well, no, because Demon Souls, you did actually have the one area you had to start at first, wasn't it? Before you could, yeah, and you had to like you could move around to the other worlds, but you probably could only do the first area. Yeah, if you could get that far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but there are probably people that are really good at that game that could do it. Uh, but yeah, most people probably played through the first area for like the first maybe two sections and then maybe moved on to some of the others. It's mm-hmm. that's at least a, an interesting way of doing it, but yeah. So there you go. Remnant two. That's uh, July 25th on the, the new PlayStation and Xbox and PC. So mm. and then we got our next big surprise. 
there's a new Sonic game, Sonic Superstars. Yep. Uh, it is out this fall, and it's on everything. And basically, they seem to be doing to it what people wanted Sonic the Hedgehog 4 to be. Because mm. uh, it's very evocative of the original games, but includes a lot of like 2.5D elements to you know, go up waterfalls into other areas in the stage and do that kind of stuff to it. Uh, mm. But also they're not putting you in, you know, green hill zone to start the game. Like they're not mm. reusing the same areas, but they are, you know, they have areas that are evocative of those, but they're not, mm. you know, it's green hill zone again. It's just new stuff. And you can play as the different characters, Sonic tails, knuckles, and Amy Rose are in this mm-hmm. uh, as they probably have other stuff. There's like some, there's some, I don't know if it was a new character or what, that's shown in the trailer, uh, but the logo they showed with the characters on top uh, looked like very much there was room for another character mm. to be like one of the main ones. But yeah, that's uh, it'll be a $60 game. Uh, they're going to announce more details on it later, but uh, yeah, you can play through the entire campaign with up to three other players with drop-in, drop-out, local mm-hmm. co-op. So that's some yeah. neat stuff there. I'm really interested in seeing how this one turns out. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Sonic fan. And while it's not Sonic Mania and probably not developed by the same folks responsible for Sonic Mania, this is definitely something that the Sonic community has wanted for a while, as you mentioned with Sonic the Hedgehog 4. You know, this this looks more like an updated Generations, a little bit more zoomed in, though. And uh, I'm interested in seeing how the multiplayer turns out. Like, this is, this is probably Sega's answer to, like, um, New Super Mario Brothers with their um, multiplayer. Um, but... I'm not sure if multiplayer would really be fun here because of just how fast everything is supposed to be. But again, like we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but it doesn't look like there's any of that, you know, uh, weird stuff where the characters you're using don't even run or things like that. So I'm happy to see Sonic at least go back to its roots once again mm. here because that's all we wanted. Yeah. This looks like it's a Sonic team game. Mm. I don't know if that means like the, it's probably not the full Sonic team, but probably a smaller group in there, but. Well, yeah, yeah, but but Sonic Team and um, the team that did Sonic Mania are not one and the same. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying it's not them. It's probably you know team within Sonic Team. Mm. And also, if you sign up for their newsletter, you get a special outfit for Amy Rose, so you can do that. Say mm. sign up by January 31st. So there you go for that. Uh, but yeah, that looks neat. Uh, next mm. up, we got a new trailer for. Honkai Star Rail, uh, confirming that it's coming to PS5 Q4 2023. Uh, so you can uh, get your pulls in there. Uh, PS4 version is also planned at some point, but yeah, no date or anything. So we'll probably find out a specific date later this yeah. year. Uh, but yeah, if you want to gotcha game from the same people that made uh, Genshin Impact, uh, this yeah. very much may do it for you. I believe this is more of a turn-based RPG uh, versus mm. what uh, Genshin Impact was, which was a, a very much a Breath of the Wild clone. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this seems very much like, what else is popular on mobile? Turn-based RPGs. Mm. Especially anime ones, so there you go for that. Mm. No real other details. It was literally just a trailer, and I could not tell if it was another Genshin Impact thing or Honkai Star Rail, so... Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, then we had yeah, a new date for Lies of Peace, September 19th, and the demo's out now. Uh, so you can check it out on yeah, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. 
Uh, that's also on Game Pass when that happens. So that's an interesting date. If you recall what I said earlier, that's Mortal Kombat 1's release date. Uh, so they are taking some chances there with that date. Uh, I think it was supposed to be out maybe August or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. I have it downloaded. I'll probably do a video for it tomorrow after I get all the, the podcast stuff done and the Ubisoft thing done. So uh, that'll be fun to see. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a time limit for it. I don't think so. I think it's the first two chapters, so it's supposed to be a pretty meaty demo if you want to check mm. that out. Mm. Uh, but yeah, if you forgot what this game is, it's basically uh, what if we took uh, Pinocchio, like the more dark fairy tale version of it, mm-hmm. uh, to maybe a uh, Bloodborne-style uh, yep. Souls-like there? Yep. Uh, with Pinocchio looking like Timothy Chalamet, so... Mm. Uh, that's kind of that. It's I've heard good things about the demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like people are liking it for one of these kind of games. Mm. Yeah, um, I have the demo downloaded. It. Um, I don't know when I'll have time to get to it, but this is definitely a game that's on my radar. Granted, I've, I've never even beaten the Soulsborne. Uh, Brandon's probably going to be better, be better equipped there. But otherwise, yeah, this, this one looks cool. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Another September game. Also notes on dates here. There's a lot of you know, 19 and 20s mm-hmm. um, games coming on those dates. Uh, but yeah, next up here, uh, we got a new Bandai Namco game. This one mm-hmm. has been sort of, it's not a huge surprise because uh, they announced that they were working on some Sandland stuff. Uh, I think there's a, at least a movie or an anime uh, version of the yeah, it's yeah. A film. Uh, they're working on a big like 3D CG movie for mm-hmm. this. Uh, you don't know Sandland? That is I don't know if it's the first. It's one of the early Akira Toriyama manga that he made. It's uh, no, actually, it came. Nope, nope, you're wrong. It actually came out after he was finished with Dragon Ball. Okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was the second uh, full length manga he did for Shonen Jump after Dragon Ball was done. He went on like a a retirement for a little while, and then he's basically only done stuff of that length ever since. Um, yeah. But yeah, because I remember like reading it in like old issues of Shonen Jump back in the day when I was in high school. So yeah, yeah, this is from 2000, so pretty yeah. old by Western manga standards. 23 uh, years old. Yeah, it's it's mainly available as like a one shot. Like you get a, a fairly sizable book of it, but it's not yeah, not like a huge book. Yeah, yeah. It looks like there were 14 chapters. Uh, it had a three year run. And mm-hmm. uh, it was released in English in, in 2003. So that was when I uh, finished middle school. So it's definitely up there in age, but still uh, newer than Dragon Ball. So there's that. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. An, an interesting choice. Obviously, one, because of its age. And I think it's finally getting an anime or they, they started thinking about doing an anime adaptation like last year. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And maybe this game will launch alongside the anime. Um, but yeah, like Toriyama is anime royalty so you know mm. whether it's a video game or an anime it's going to be something um i yeah. personally haven't heard much about it you know brandon read it so i don't i don't, I don't know if that's actually good enough maybe he can tell us but it's good it's, it's Toriyama. Yeah. So, yeah yeah it's not it's more lighthearted than like dragon but it's yeah. entertaining yeah. yeah it's not bombastic maybe more like original dragon ball in style yeah. of going on a journey that kind of thing mm. um but yeah, they're, it's like a multimedia project they've 
made with Akira Toriyama with the. I mean, the the, the original Dragon Ball was very obscene, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's about you know Sandline. It's a big desert area there, mm-hmm. trying to get through and do something. I forget what it is. But... It's like heavily implied that it's supposed to be like post-apocalyptic Earth. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's a, a big open world game. It seems like. Uh, yeah, you play as uh, play as and watch the fiend prince Beelzebub, Sheriff mm-hmm. Rao, and the demon thief set on an adventure in search of a legendary spring hidden in the desert. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you kind of got a little group of buddies to hang out with here mm-hmm. as you're doing stuff. But uh, yeah, that seems like it could be a pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, project. I'll be honest; I've always loved when they took you know Toriyama's art style and put it in 3D. You know, I loved it when they did it with Blue Dragon. I've loved it with the recent Dragon Quest, and I love what I see here. So, yeah. And also, there's a screenshot with Deborah in it. So, Mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, I hope they do some uh, Dr. Slump stuff because that's also very cool and definitely, I guess, now probably the, the one of his big properties that is least known here in the West. No. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, that's literally what made him a household name in Japan. Believe it yeah. or not, like Dragon. People actually thought Dragon Ball was gonna like fail when it first started because Doctor Slump was such an enormous and popular success. And yeah. then the first tournament arc at happened, and it basically took off. And that pretty much made it the institution it is today. But yeah. Yeah, the the crossover stuff they did in Dragon Ball and Super uh, were really cool. Yeah, as a uh, Goku and lands. There, he, yeah, he actually did that originally in uh, the Dragon Ball manga. Like, there's like a whole yeah. section of it, like a couple of chapters that take place in on uh, that particular uh, in Penguin Village, which is where yeah. you know the Doctor Slump takes place in. Even though yeah. there had never been any indication that it that 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 particular area had any connection to Dragon Ball, he just decided, "Screw it, I'm out of ideas." Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, Aureli shows back up in Dragon Ball Super and just wrecks Vegeta mm-hmm. uh, as he's just completely surprised that a a little girl could just destroy his world. Yeah, so that's a whole fun thing. Mm. There, but uh, yeah, that's saying line. There's no date on any of this. Just it'll be on uh, the PlayStation's Xbox Series X and S and PC at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we got a little announcement of the Anna Interactive Showcase is happening on June 29th. As they just showed a little slide of here's some of the games they released recently, and mm-hmm. maybe some sort of teaser of something that might show up there. But I don't know anybody's figured out what it could be, but. Uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing what they announce there because, mm. yeah, they make some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know, like, the, at least one of their games, what is it called? Thirsty Suitors is still supposed to be coming relatively soon. So, yeah. 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 So there you go. Um, let's see what's next up here that's interesting. Alan Wake 2. Uh, we had uh, the teaser, uh, you know, announcement at the PlayStation Showcase that it was coming out. October 17th, and then like, oh, we'll get some gameplay here, which we technically did, uh, but it was, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's that area that's you saw a good bit of in the original trailer mm-hmm. for it, and you just get to see a little bit more of that, and yeah, 
uh, focusing on the the new character Saga Anderson, mm-hmm. who is you know the the other character that you switch between. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay seems uh, fairly similar to what you had in the original Alan Wake. You know, aiming yeah. the flashlight at the enemies to maybe weaken them up and taking shots at them to yeah. go with that. Uh, and you got battery stuff, but it doesn't seem like it's probably as aggressive as it was in Alan Wake. Yeah. Uh, that might be a difficulty thing. They definitely ratcheted up the atmosphere, though. I will say that. Yeah. Because, um, don't get me, let me tell you, Alan Wake, the original Alan Wake, it is a great game. It is also one of the most stressful things you will ever experience because of that damn battery issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the it was weird that Sam Lake's like, oh, this is the first horror game we've made. And I'm like, wait, what? You're saying Alan Lake wasn't as scary? I mean, it could definitely be scary, but it wasn't like, it was more of a suspense type thing than anything. I don't know. Um, but this one, on the other hand, they definitely went all in on the atmosphere. Yeah, on the, like, what if we took Alan Wake and merged it with, like, Resident Evil, the recent Resident Evil stuff? Yeah. Which really, weirdly enough, um, people don't, I don't think people realize, like, the the original Alan Wake, anybody who was, like, around and following uh, the game's development back in the day, um, it famously had a rather troubled development that went through, like, a number of different cycles and a number of different uh, conceptual leanings. Like, originally, it was supposed to be, like, an open-world, um, you yeah. know, type of game. That's why you can have a mini-map. Yeah. Um, which explains why, like, when you play that game and see, like, how weirdly, like, detailed and open-ended all of these sections of the game are um, for what is a fairly linear story, you realize, oh, that's why. Because <laughs> they had all of these giant environments that they had been developing when the game was originally supposed to be an open-world uh game and they just said screw it we got these already we might as well find a way to implement them yeah so yeah that game will be out fairly soon uh, mm-hmm. in October just in time for all the spooky stuff so oh yeah there you go for that mm-hmm. this one definitely has a perfect release date especially with everything they're showing here um, oh yeah I haven't played the original um, I don't know if I can make time but this one this definitely does, does, does look this is definitely one of the more impressive showcases, or not showcases, but pieces of the showcase we've seen over the last few weeks. Yeah. You can, they made, like, they put out the remastered version, like, fairly recently. It's, it's not, it's, you can definitely, like, play it in, like, a weekend. It's not terribly long. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go for that. Uh, and next up, they showed off probably the most interesting Warhammer game coming out in the near future. Uh, Warhammer 40,000. Space Marine 2. Yeah. Uh, it'll be out this winter, coming just to the new consoles and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this trailer, they just showed off the fully cooperative campaign, mm-hmm. uh, which is three player co op uh, for that, but, you know, follows a lot of the, the same stuff you would expect from the original uh, game, where mm-hmm. you are one of the Space Marines, which is sort of the best of the best in the, uh, I forget which, uh, which uh, side they're on, mm-hmm. um, but the yeah, you know the Space Marines are essentially what like Master Chief is based on, 
they're mm-hmm. very much cribbing from that and you know the the gears uh, from gears mm-hmm. of war sort of the the big meaty dudes that are just giants and tear through uh, all these enemies that you are shooting and hitting with your swords and all that kind of stuff all your weapons um so yeah that looks good that'll be out in the in the winter time frame uh from yeah focus entertainment so there you go for that uh yeah let's see here then we got a uh first big project from john carpenter in quite a while uh as you know he's kind of largely retired from making uh movies or show stuff but yeah uh he uh is very much a big gamer uh because he's retired has plenty of money he just plays whatever he wants and uh, you know, for at least a few years there, he was putting out game of the year list for giant bomb yep. uh, as like a, a fun thing to see like what he was into. Um, apparently he's got a game coming out next yep. year in 2024 called John Carpenter's toxic commando, which is sort of mm-hmm. a, a zombie first person shooter. Cause that's definitely something John Carpenter would make. Yeah. They, the trailer starts with them listening to Bon Jovi Mm-hmm. Uh, as the this team is, you know, I think they even sing along to it at mm-hmm. a certain point, and they're driving through this landscape full of zombies and getting out, just shooting a bunch of them, uh, yeah. and you know, driving off and doing all that kind of stuff. So very much kind of uh, the vibe you'd expect out of like a John Carpenter thing, very kind of uh, humorous and all that to it. Uh, so yeah, that looks neat. Uh, I think it'll be online co-op as well so uh you'll be able to have fun in john carpenter's toxic commando which i don't know if he's had any games before that you know bear his name i don't think he has yeah that aren't like licensed from a movie or show he did uh so that's cool Hmm. especially because he's getting up there in age so oh yeah he wants to get a game out there you know better do it sooner than later Mm -hmm. so yeah there you go uh, next up, we had uh, Brian Intahar of Insomniac Games show up to uh, the Summer Game Fest to talk a bit about the game, showed off the box art for the game, uh, and uh, announced that it will be out October 20th. Uh, and also talking a little bit about the uh, a little bit of story stuff. Um, nothing really spoilery, just that uh, Venom will be in it, much like we saw in the original teaser stuff. It just that hasn't been in the the gameplay they showed at the PlayStation Showcase. Mm. Uh, so they're just showing early parts of the game, but that he is in there. He is not Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've played through the end of the original game, mm. uh, you probably know who is going to be uh, Venom. So there's mm. a certain character mentioned there that is uh, in a certain way, and I assume that character is the one that will get the symbiote. Uh, from Spider-Man uh, mm-hmm. in some way. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah not much to that. Uh, they announced, you know, the the other additions to it. Uh, mm. The Digital Deluxe Edition with a bunch of extra uh, suits for mm. Peter and Miles to wear and some extra bonus stuff. And there's the Collector's Edition that has a big, what's that, 18-inch statue? Yeah. Uh, with Miles and Peter Parker, you know, fighting a Venom. Uh, there, that's a pretty cool looking thing. Um, you get a steel book, a code for the game, uh, as well as some extra suits 
and some other stuff. So that looks neat. Uh, looking forward to seeing more of that game uh, as we get closer to it. But uh, yeah, that's a that's another big fall game in October. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and then yeah, Jeff uh, pivoted over to another interesting game uh, that I guess will be out in uh, January 2024 in early access on PC. Pal yeah. World. All right. <laughs> Yeah, this is the game where um, who are the devs for this pocket pair? Like they've made they're a Chinese developer. Yeah, they made Craftopia. Mm-hmm. Let's see if there's anything else. I think that's their their big game. Uh, but they said like, what if we make this new game um, that is uh, Pokemon meets like uh, guns? I guess Pokemon yeah. used guns. What if? Or that was the original idea. If you actually look at like the game description and the footage, it's more like a Ark survival survival evolved but with Pokemon. Um, yeah. And the thing is, it's like off-brand Pokemon too. Um, like they're like a lot of them are very clearly like based on legally distinct. Yeah, legally distinct Pokemon. It's crazy um, because the designs are really, really good. So, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, but I definitely it's, it's basically a lot of money like, that. yeah, it's basically like the game's like, yeah, you know that cute little Pokemon world. You're like, yeah, this is kind of like the nasty underbelly of all of that that you don't want to admit probably exists. Yeah, there's definitely some of these like that's an Eevee. Yeah, uh, you know, somebody's like, this is this looks like one of the legendary Pokemon that you're riding on, uh, kind of stuff like a dragon type and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, some of them have guns. And that's just weird. Yeah. To see, like, I think they had in the trailer, like, these sheep that pull out these, like, Gatling guns uh, mm-hmm. to shoot at a bunch of enemies that are approaching, I guess. And it's like, all right, this has got something. You could, if you watch the the showcase, you could definitely hear the crowd, like, laughing mm-hmm. at the absurdity of what they're seeing. Uh, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. That looks interesting. I'm curious to see how, how people take to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'll be out January 2024 in early access on Steam. So there you go for that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we got Lord of the Rings Return of Moria, a new Lord of the Rings game. Uh, yeah. Not, Go- not Golem, at least no. from what we've seen so far. Uh, it is a survival game uh, where mm-hmm. you're playing as the, uh, I think the... Uh, the dwarves? The dwarves. I think Gimli is in this. Uh Yeah. Uh, as a, a main one, as they are in Moria, as the title suggests, uh, mm-hmm. trying to take back their homeland. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, Moria, known as Hazadadum or Dwarodelf. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, it has to be weird like that, but... Yeah, blank Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a survival RTS kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe they even have uh, what's-his-face from the movies... Uh, uh, who played uh, uh, Gimli in the movie? I forget what his name is. John Reese Davies. I think he's yeah. in there. So, yeah, you got all that. So, that looks neat. Uh, that'll be out. Uh, when did I have it here? Fall 2023. Mm. I think it was supposed to be out earlier this year, but it got delayed a bit. So, there you go. That looks neat. And then, yeah, Jeff Keeley started going into his troll phase of this. As uh, he showed a new Final Fantasy game, though this one's we've already known about, mm. uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. 
whose trailer starts out saying, we don't really know Sephiroth. And it's like, what? There's been enough of these Final Fantasy VII games. I think we know him pretty well, but mm. they claim we don't uh, know enough about him. So uh, Evercrisis is having a closed beta test on the Android uh, from yeah. June 8th to the 28th. So you mm. can pre-register now to get in that. Uh, it'll be on uh, iOS and Android here sometime later this year. But uh, this is sort of a... Uh, another one of these Final Fantasy VII games with new stories and such, featuring some of the new, some of the the classic characters, mm-hmm. and more of a turn-based RPG kind of thing. Maybe similar to like that Final Fantasy XV Pocket version mm-hmm. kind of thing they made. Uh, so yeah, you'll get a little more story there. Uh, features more of Zack, I guess, in it. So Zack and Cloud and all that kind of stuff, and Sephiroth. So there you go for that. It has a neat style to it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, okay. that's uh, that's that. And uh, let's see here. Yeah, we got to see more of the new Don't Nod game, Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. Mm. They just have a ton of stuff they're working on at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is their action RPG featuring like ghost stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, coming to, yeah, the new consoles, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC sometime later this year. Mm. Uh, that looks neat. Nice to see them trying out some more, you know, non-narrative-focused stuff. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah, you might think of them as, like, the, the Life is Strange studio, but they made uh, a fairly well-regarded art, uh, action game before that, Remember Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a really cool kind of combo system you could mm-hmm. put together different moves together to get, you know, different bonuses out of it. Yeah. Had this really neat, like, cyberpunk aesthetic to it. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're kind of... Testing out their wings, getting out of the, the narrative adventure uh, mm-hmm. zone a bit. So that looks neat. Yeah. And then we got our next big game, Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Uh, clearly, it's uh, Kiryu. Uh, mm-hmm. Kiryu Kazuma. <laughs> yeah. He just control Z when he accidentally erased his own name. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's under a different. Uh, personality or something. I don't know what the how he, his name's been erased, mm. but I guess he says here, once a legendary Yakuza, he has faked his own death and abandoned his name for the sake of protecting his family. Now he is thrust into conflict by a mysterious mm. figure attempting to drive him out of hiding under the codename Joryu, which is like, okay, you didn't change it that much. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're going a little more over the top with the, cam- the combat stuff. Because he is really fucking people up in the, the bit of gameplay we saw here. So, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be in, like, a, or at least one of the new areas is kind of more of a theme park-ish kind of area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but uh, that's cool. He has yeah. Yakuza and agent fighting styles in what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be out November 9th. So, that's one of your big fall games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you you can fight in the secret castle arena, sing new karaoke song, enjoy a drink at the live action cabaret club, or race in the pocket circuit. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of extra stuff there. There's a bunch of submissions. And yeah. Dealing around this mysterious castle. So mm. that looks neat. That's one of the, the two like a dragon games we've seen here in these showcases. Yeah. So uh, that one will be out this year. Mm. Yeah. If you pre-order, you get the legendary fighter pack. 
which includes Daigo Dojima, Goro Majima, and Taiga Saijima as bonus yeah. boss battles. So that's cool. And that's a $50 game, so mm-hmm. probably not going to be as big of a game as some of the others have been. Mm. Uh, that'll be on all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PC. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, always happy to see more Yakuza. It looks like they're uh, definitely uh, all in on the Like a Dragon IP. So, oh yeah, happy to see more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. Next up here, a neat-looking indie game, Under the Waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, sort of a narrative-driven adventure game where uh, features this uh, dude that's been hanging out in this underwater like lab or whatever this is for quite a while. Uh, and they imply some sinister stuff going on, which I'm assuming is Cthulhu stuff mm. uh, from what it's shown there. But this is published by Quantic Dream. Mm. So that's interesting. But that'll be on everything but Switch, I believe, mm. uh, August 29th. So in a couple of months here, you'll be able to check that out. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, Fae Farm. I guess it was at one of the Nintendo Directs uh, that people complain about there being a lot of farming games. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally has a date, uh, September 8th. So there you go for that. Uh, the PC version is new. I think it's, they just only announced the Switch version up to that point, but PC people will also be able to play it. Mm. So this is one of those farming sim uh, RPG kind of games. Oh, uh, yeah. So but with more focus on, like, fairy stuff, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff going on, fey magic, and going to other realms. So that looks neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This one here is pretty interesting. Uh, Star Trek Infinite, a new Star Trek game that is sort of a, a 4X grand strategy game. Mm. Uh, seems to just be PC at the moment. Uh, coming out this fall, they will have... Uh, some sort of reveal on June 16th, which I guess is Picard Day. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that must be his canonical birthday, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not know that much about Star Trek uh, corporate holidays. So mm-hmm. there you go for that. They do feature Picard on the uh, the box art here. So mm-hmm. I assume this will deal with probably next generation era Star Trek stuff. So mm-hmm. Oh, set a few decades before Star Trek The Next Generation. Is that the original generation? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know my timeline on that stuff. Yeah. But there you go. That looks like something different. Uh, then we got Lisfanga, The Time Shift Warrior, another mm-hmm. indie game. Uh, yeah. This one looks neat. It's kind of a, a time uh, game. If you know the game Super Time Force, which was sort of a, a big action shooter from... Uh, I think it was, uh, who was it? Capybara Games, I think it was. It was like an early Xbox exclusive indie game Mm -hmm. uh, where you kind of went through this stage as much as you could with your one character. Uh, When you sort of ran out of time, you restarted with a different character and sort of could work together with your uh, previous characters and sort of get through the level that way. And this seems very much like that, but as like a top-down hack and slash kind of game. Mm. Uh, that kind of similar stuff of working with your other selves to take down tough enemies and kind of get through the levels and that kind of stuff. Uh, really neat looking. Uh, that'll be out later this year. This is another Quantic Dream published game. Mm-hmm. So they're out there doing stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, bes- besides making games. 
Mm-hmm. So there you go. That one's neat one to keep an eye on. Uh, that's just PC at the moment, coming out later this year. Yeah. And then they ended on the thing people uh, were hoping would be here when they were doing uh, some weird Twitter AMA stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth got a big gameplay trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, showed off a bunch of the open world stuff that uh, you know is all over Final Fantasy VII after you get out of uh, Midgar. Yeah. Uh, except it looks a lot better here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the weirdest thing is that when they announced, you know, the the release date of early 2024, it mentions that it's shipping on two discs, which I've never seen yeah. in a trailer before. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that I heard some people saying that Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, was also on two discs. Mm. Uh, I don't, I never got a physical version of that, so I can't verify that, but uh, that was kind of the most striking thing, but Everything else looks really good. Uh, very much kind of in the, the open world stuff looks, you know, like you might get out of like a Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Like the devs have said uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a big inspiration for the open world. And there's definitely that kind of just huge areas to get through and probably a lot mm-hmm. of stuff to do in there. Yeah. As you get between the different parts of the, of the uh, world. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, but it's, uh, yeah, this trailer looked really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also found it pretty interesting that uh, Kira decided to use it as his main event. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, it deserves it. The The trailer showed a lot of walking, which, mm-hmm. you know, it shows the open nature of the game, so that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know if you guys have been caught up with, like, oh, the, the Twitter sphere on it, but, like, everybody thinks Tifa's gonna die. So, it's a whole mm-hmm. other thing on its own, but, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, some news is all news is is good news here as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's Red Thirteens in there as a new party member. Yuffie uh, is part of the team now, mm-hmm. I think, unless that's separate. But she's mess, messing with the uh, Red Thirteen riding on him. So yeah, I assume you'll get uh, a fairly sizable party, but it still looks like you're in the uh, three people at a time limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but. Everything else looks neat, so that'll be out sometime early next year. Alright. And that ends the the Summer Game Fest showcase. Some good stuff there. Mm. Uh, Then we get to Day of the Devs, which immediately followed it. Uh, They had a lot of good indie stuff in there. There's uh, was looking like a particularly good show. Uh, We got Beastie Ball started off. Uh, This is from the studio that did Chicory and... uh, uh, I forget what their other game was, but uh, that studio is doing a Pokemon-like, but instead of it being, you know, exactly like Pokemon, it is them doing, like, a volleyball RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you have teams of two sort of playing together, uh, and sort of part of the the, the name, the Beasties, uh, also become Besties if they play together well enough. Uh, there's a Kickstarter for it out now for this game. Uh, they are uh, looking really cool with this. This is a seems like a, a game that they have been wanting to make for a while. Mm. Uh, just gonna have to work up to it, and yeah, it's a neat style of battle system mm-hmm. uh, with these sort of you know volleyball RPG stuff. And they got some really cool looking uh, beasties in there. Mm-hmm. And they do mention that in the the Kickstarter that sort of uh, much like in Pokemon the. Uh, the specific types of beasties 
kind of vary even between the different ones you get. Uh, they can have different sizes and colors and that kind of stuff, but uh, their personalities can change as well. And mm. You sort of find good teams to build uh, together that can, you know, complement each other. And, you know, as they play together, they become better friends and get better together. So mm. it's kind of a, a very cool approach to this kind of thing. And this is being yeah. published by Clay mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Don't Starve fame. So they're using their, their Don't Starve money to publish some indie stuff. Mm. That'll be out next year for twenty four ninety nine. dollars mm. uh, So, yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, we got some more of Hyperlight Breaker. That looks neat. That'll be out early access later this year mm. on PC. I believe it'll also be coming to other platforms, but PC mm. will be the first one in early access. That, that very much looks like their take on like a Breath of the Wild, but with uh, uh, some of the stylistic stuff that they did in uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Mm-hmm. So... That looks neat. There's Simpler Times, which is a narrative adventure game, but uh, uh, it's kind of like the opposite of unpacking, where you are, instead of, you know, moving into a new place and unpacking all your stuff, uh, you Mm. seem to be a character that is about to move out of their childhood home, and you're packing up your stuff and, like, going through uh, stories related to these items and stuff that you're doing, uh, all that kind of stuff. So that looks neat. That's coming to PC and consoles, no specifics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viewfinder is another one that is coming to PS5 and PC on July 18th. The demo's out now. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that cool looking uh, puzzle game where you use like a Polaroid camera to take a picture of your know, environments and you can overlay that image in a 3D space to create, you know, a bridge over gaps or whatever else you need that stuff for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. There's Haunty, uh, which is sort of a, a ghost ghostly adventure game mm-hmm. uh, it's coming to everything next year uh that looks really cool as a ghost you use your hunting powers to command both creatures and the environment itself so you're kind of inhabiting a bunch of uh creatures and environment stuff take mm-hmm. out enemies and all that kind of stuff so that's cool uh cart life is returning this is an old pc game indie game that came out like 10 years ago mm-hmm. It was sort of a, a life sim thing about three different people uh, yeah. who led like rough lives, but ran you know food carts when uh, food carts were like just a, an early thing getting big, versus mm-hmm. now there being food trucks all over the damn place. Oh yeah, I didn't know that this was a game that was never actually finished. Uh, mm-hmm. Seemed pretty complete when I was playing it, but. Uh, the developer eventually like took the game down from Steam, and now another developer is sort of partnering with the original creator to sort of finish the game and remaster it and put it out back on Steam uh, later this mm-hmm. year. So that's cool. Uh, another game here that came, that was shown that looks really cool is Hellskate mm-hmm. uh, with one L. Uh, this is a skateboarding roguelite action game where you're kind of skating around in a very Tony Hawk way. Uh, but you know, you can do uh, a bunch of actions and take down enemies and all that kind of stuff and jump over their, you know, attacks that are coming at you, that kind of stuff. Uh, you get like, I think tattoos are sort of your upgrades. You get tattoos Mm -hmm. to get new abilities and that kind of stuff. So, uh, there's that, that looks really neat as a, a way to take Tony Hawk style skateboarding and add some new stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks really interesting. I mean, like, it also has a lot of alumni from uh, those old games from before. But yeah, if you ever want to play a Tony Hawk game where you kick people's ass, this is the one. 
Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. the director for Tony Hawk's Underground is on this game, so definitely some lineage there. Uh, let's see, there's Henry Halfhead. This got shown at a couple of showcases. Uh, this is a weird little goofy game that uh, you are, as it as the title suggests, you play as Henry Halfhead, who is half a head, the top half of your head. So, like, your nose up. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of inhabit objects to do things. So, mm-hmm. like, in the little trailer they showed, uh, you're, like, making your bed by, you know, inhabiting your, you know, one pillow and jumping up onto the bed and exiting out of it. So, kind of a little bit of, like, Super Mario Odyssey stuff, but uh, more of a means of moving things. And so... Mm-hmm. Has a little bit of like Octodad energy to it as well, in terms of like doing your daily stuff, but it being done in a weird way. So there's that. Uh, there's Cocoon, which I think was shown at some showcase, maybe uh, an Xbox showcase or something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they announced PS5 and PS4 versions alongside Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh, this is an Annapurna Interactive game. Mm. Uh, Supposed to be in Game Pass. Yeah, this must have been in an Xbox showcase then. Uh, so that's pretty cool. This is from or the the lead game. Yeah, the lead gameplay designer of Limbo and Inside is sort of leading this game here uh, in his own studio. Uh, so yeah, has a really striking art style to it that looks neat. So looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, there's Ette, which is in uh, a very French. Uh, Mm-hmm. PC game that uh, got announced. I'm blanking on the specifics of this one. Uh, yeah, especially because it's just a French word, so it's hard yeah. to find uh, specific details on it, but yeah, that was another one to check out. That'll be out next year, early next year. Uh, there's Summer Hill, uh, which is a, a neat-looking game uh, about yeah, folk tale about life, loss, and livestock. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's like a story-driven puzzle adventure game. Yeah, you're playing as a young shepherd and their dog, and you're rescuing sheep and uh, bonding with your dog and finding out a bunch of bunch of stuff about the world around you. So uh, this is the the same team that made Alto's Adventure series uh, that won some BAFTA awards. So that looks neat. Uh, yeah, no date on that. Then we got an update on Eternites. Uh, I think it was one of the, the state of plays. Uh, that is sort of a, a dungeon-crawling action game, but also a dating sim. Uh, that is very anime with a lot of what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah coming from Studio Side. They got a release date of September 21st uh, for PS5, PS4, and PC. Mm. Uh, so that's a cool looking game. Yeah, Eternites looked interesting. It reminded me a little bit about of like you know older Persona, along with some 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 Doki Doki Electricum in there. It's a pretty twisted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's anime as heck, but I'm all for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's another September game for you to check out. Uh, there's Retro Gadgets. That's a, a game that's out in early access now on PC. It's kind of one of those simulation games about you know. Being able to make like little uh, you know, retro pies and all these kind of little electronic gadgets that you can make if you're good at soldering, you know, uh, boards with uh, different stuff on them, that kind of stuff. So that's neat. 
There's Mars First Logistics, which they posited as like, you know, we got this Mars rover over on Mars that can like look around and take pictures and collect dirt and stuff. Mm. Uh, what if you had to like deliver a pizza on Mars with one of these things? Yeah. And it's like based off of that idea where you can uh, design that stuff, maybe in a very kind of banjo kazooie nuts and bolts kind of way of designing mm-hmm. these different kinds of rovers to complete various, various kinds of uh, obstacles and puzzles and objectives and stuff uh, to get around. So that looks neat. That'll be an early access uh, June 22nd. So pretty soon. Uh, and then they ended on uh, the big new game from uh Degut Fabrique. Uh, yeah, makers of Mutazion uh, recently. Uh, it's called Salt Sea Chronicles. It's sort of a choose-your-own-adventure game kind of thing. Uh, yeah, as I say, Captain Maja's misfit crew must heist their impounded ship and mount a rescue. Guide the crew across islands of post-flood world known as Salt Sea. Explore strange and wonderful communities. Uncover a deep conspiracy. Choose where to go and which crew members to investigate with and chart a journey through twists and turns, difficulties, and delights. So that's neat. It's a cute little game. So looking forward to that. Uh, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. No date on that at the mm-hmm. moment, uh, but probably out later this year. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, that was a uh, Day of the Devs. A lot of cool stuff there mm-hmm. to uh, check out. Uh, Devolver Digital Direct uh, was pretty soon after that on Thursday and they showed off a bunch of stuff. They had uh, essentially their showcase had a countdown up to it where they sh- just showed off more of some different games here. Uh, there's like Sludge Life that's coming to PC June 22nd, 27th. Uh, demos out now for that. That's sort of a, a delinquency simulator essentially. Um, let's see, there's Bleak Sword DX. It's out now on Switch and PC. It's a little action game thing. Uh, they show mm. off some Karma Zoo with a trailer that's out on pretty much everything. Uh, Hellboy Web of Weird. That's out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. There's also the Cosmic Wheel of Sisterhood, which is Switch and PC for sometime later this year. So some of that stuff. Then had a, a big surprise here, and that's they are publishing... Uh, Shadows of the Damned Remastered, uh, which was a grasshopper yeah. game on the Xbox 360 and PS3, is like their take on like Resident Evil 4 or Resident Evil 5 kind of game. Yeah, uh, just extremely juvenile. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, yeah, go, don't get me wrong, that game is a lot of fun, um, but its its sense of humor is grade school level, basically. Yeah, he treats his gun as uh, like a penis, I think, a lot of times. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so uh, this was game was uh, like EA's attempt to start maybe getting into Japanese development uh, in a way. Yeah. But, you know, this game just did not do very well because it's a very weird game. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming the, the rights to that expired for EA's end and they got the rights back and found somebody to work with on this. And Devolver Digital was the one that picked them up. Uh, they will have a showcase specifically for uh, probably some of the new stuff they're working on, but this will be in that uh, on June 14th. Uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, able to check out more of that game in a few more days. So 
There you go for that. So not really much in the way of details, but they'll be talking about more of that here later this week. Mm. Then we got to the show proper where they announced four new games or gave updates on four new games uh, in this weird uh, story thing they did of, you know, doing like a documentary of this character, Volvi. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was like a supposed big mascot character in the 90s. You know, likening it to, you know, Gex or Arrow the Acrobats, you know, that level of mascots, mm-hmm. uh, platformer character. Uh, but that's, you know, when the, the PS2 era hit, they went real edgy, and then that just killed all the appeal for the character. So they brought it back as like a, uh, essentially as an allegory for, you know, AI, machine learning kind of thing going on um, with Valve E, like, uh, Wall-E, the the Pixar movie, mm-hmm. uh, yep. that kind of thing with the original character, uh, the original creator of the character, uh, being at this event, looking on in horror of what happened to his original creation, uh, mm. and you know, uh, different people giving it prompts for like what new games they want to see, and it you know they announce some of this stuff. There's Wizard with a Gun, which I think has been mm. around for a bit as far as something that was being worked on. Uh, this yeah. is sort of a, you know, a sandbox survival game where you are a wizard with a gun. Huge surprise. Uh, there's a demo on Steam now. Uh, this will be out on PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC later this year. And I think uh, followed by Switch at a later date. So you'll be able to check mm-hmm. that out at some point. Uh, but yeah, demo out on Steam now. So you can check that out. So that looks neat. Uh, then they showed off some gameplay for the Talos Principle 2, so you can check out some more of that. That's still out uh, later this year on the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, yeah. So that'll be cool. And then I started getting to some new stuff here uh, with uh, this game that is called Baby Steps. That is essentially... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's from the creators of Ape Out, uh, mm-hmm. the weird game where you're you know, big gorilla just destroying people trying to escape from various situations that you're uh, being captured into, uh, as well as Bennett Foddy, uh, the maker of Getting Over It and other weird-ass oh, games. Boy. Yeah. Uh, so this game is basically what if you uh, took Quop and uh, gave you more open environments to get into. I don't think it's an open-world thing, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, your play as Nate, an unemployed fail son with nothing going for him until one day he discovers a power he never knew he had, putting one foot in front of the other. He gets mm-hmm. like isekai'd into another world and mm-hmm. tries to, you know, walk through it, uh, which you can do some various weird things in the trailer they showed. You know, he's walking by and then there's this like cairn of, mm-hmm. you know, stacked rocks. And he just like kind of turns a little bit, walks to it, and kind of moves his foot to, like, kick it over, and this guy's like, why the hell did you do that? He's like, oh, I was trying to not do it. Like, fix it. And he's like, what? No, it's I saw what you do. He's like, no, I just messed it up. You know, it's like, being very weird and awkward, but uh, the key feature is fully simulated physics-based walking, a world that seems to come alive with a dynamic soundtrack built out of 420 beats and vibes. A lengthy trek mm-hmm. up a mountain-sized mountain that you can explore at your own pace or slower. A fully dynamic onesie soilage system. 
and non-collectible hats. So uh, very much going for a specific vibe here. Mm-hmm. As they call it, a literal walking simulator. So, yeah, it looks very fun and weird and all that. And that's uh, PS5 and PC uh, sometime next year. Mm-hmm. So that looks fun. That's just a very absurd kind of game. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And then ended up uh, with Human Fall Flat 2. Yeah. Uh, sequel to a very popular game, uh, co-op game sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which they've been continuously making new levels for, I think, until even this year, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're making a new one. Uh, no dates yet, but PC is the only platform for it for right now, but it'll probably come to the consoles at some point after that. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's uh, the Devolver Digital stuff. So some yep. some cool stuff there. Uh, and then we get to the Xbox Showcase, the next big one here. Yeah, I just wanted to see real quick. Um, the Devolver Digital uh, presentation was probably the funniest one that I've seen them ever do. And they do it every year. But like the, the all these stuff, the awkwardness, like it was all there. And then even the transitions to the actual gaming parts were pretty well done. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that I really thought that walking game was fake, but nope, that's not the case. Uh, th- th- this this was definitely a pretty fun presentation. It was also one of the shortest, so good stuff yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a weird presentation because they had like a a countdown that was designed like a lot of other countdowns, just being kind of like chill music and whatever. And you could have been forgiven for not really paying attention to the fact that there were like trailers for things showing it along, you know, throughout it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but no, Baby Steps is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a Steam page for it and all that, so you can uh, check that game out at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, we get to the Xbox Game Showcase, which we had uh, Phil, Dan, Reb, and Pat on uh, to see what new stuff Xbox had to showcase and what sort of partnerships they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew a couple of things that would be here through leaks and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were some surprises here, but uh, definitely the big thing we realized early on is that just because they're showing games does not mean they have dates for them. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, we're like, well, they should be showing some stuff here. And the first two we got were uh, Fable from Playground Games and South of Midnight from uh, Compulsion Games, and neither yeah. of them had dates on them. Mm-hmm. And both were largely CG trailers. I think they were in-engine yeah. trailers uh, using the kind of the weasel language where they, Aaron Greenberg was saying like, oh, there's going to be no CGI, fully CGI trailers. Like there's going to be like in-game trailers and engine trailers and gameplay trailers stuff. And it's like, oh, and these are just largely cutscenes essentially. Uh, no dates on either of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, I took the uh, notion to note what doesn't come to Game Pass here because everything else does uh, in this uh, showcase. So, yeah, um, those two were there. Uh, nice to see at least there's you know something on Fable because we just saw a logo at some point a few years ago and mm-hmm. I've not seen anything since, but it still doesn't tell us that it's coming anytime soon. Still could be mm-hmm. another two years away or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and South Midnight at least has a, a style to it that's different from a lot of the other stuff they've been working on. So mm-hmm. at, least, at least looks interesting. Yeah. 
but yeah, then we go to uh, the next big surprise, Star Wars Outlaws, the new Ubisoft Star Wars game they were talking about a few years ago, mm-hmm. where all they did is announce that they are working on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is from Massive Entertainment, the Division people. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to, yeah, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC sometime next year, and no Game Pass for mm-hmm. this game. Uh, we'll see more of this at the Ubisoft show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's very much about like bounty hunter type of characters, uh, which is cool. We haven't seen one of those since Star Wars Bounty Hunter, yeah, which was about uh, Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. So there you go for that. Uh, but yeah, everything they showed there was just I think it was all CG, uh, no mm-hmm. real gameplay. So there you go for that. Uh, the next game we got the new game from Thunder Lotus who made uh, Spiritfarer, Jotun, and Sundered. Mm-hmm. They have a very nice art style, uh, 2D art style to them. Mm-hmm. And this game is a bit of a change of pace for them because it is, uh, as you might be able to tell from the title, 33 Immortals. It mm-hmm. is a big co-op, online co-op game where you're doing uh, raids with up to 32 other people to mm-hmm. take on you know, a bunch of enemies, big bosses, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some sort of roguelike ex- ex- no, aspect to it. Um, yeah, it's Xbox exclusive to the, the new Xbox yeah. uh, and PC, so it'll be out sometime next year in early access and will be on Game Pass as well. So yeah. uh, that game looks neat. Seems like it has a bunch of upgrades stuff, skill tree stuff. But yeah, kind of looks like maybe if you took a. Uh, Hades with uh, some more like multiplayer raid concepts mm. stuff to it. Uh, so that looks really neat uh, for that. Uh, I guess it's inspired by Dante's Divine Comedy. Okay, that's interesting. All right. And I pick up pick that up on there. So nope. Uh, there you go for that. Mm. Uh, then we got to see some Payday Three, which looks like Payday. Yeah. Not a, not a huge surprise. Um, has come out September 21st for PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a bunch of higher-tier versions you can spend more money on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also get it on Game Pass, so uh, there you go for that. Mm. As uh, another sort of co-op uh, game that's... Uh, this one probably will do better than a lot of the other ones that do that get onto Game Pass, because Payday is a big name in that mm-hmm. space. Uh, we'll see about that. Uh, then we get uh, the first of one of our big leaked uh, titles here, Persona 3 Reload, mm-hmm. a full remake of the original Persona 3 uh, mm-hmm. for at least as far as they've announced so far, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. It'll be on Game Pass early 2024. Uh, it seems very likely that uh, they are doing the same thing they did for Persona 3 uh, portable Persona 4 Golden and Persona 5 Royal last year, where they had like a you know paid paid exclusivity on announcing the platforms it'll be on. Yeah, uh, which created this weird situation of like two days where everybody's like, "No way, you're releasing this on PlayStation Switch, right?" And they're like, "I don't know, it's just mm-hmm. Xbox and PC." Well, think about it, and then two days hit, and then it's like, "Hey, it's coming to PlayStation." It's like, well. Fuck off, Xbox. So yeah, this is a full remake in like Unreal Engine 4 or 5. I don't know which one, but 
It's yeah. an Unreal, um, more of a 3D, like third person uh, view on this versus more of a top down view that the original games had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like an all new cast of voice actors mm-hmm. in this for all the roles. So probably yeah. annoys some people there, but oh yeah, it seems like they're doing a new round of Persona Three games, and they probably wanted to have a cast that they could lock in versus you know what's happened in the uh, with the original Persona Three and Four, where people were working on other stuff and they end up having to change out uh, voice actors depending on the game. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So that seems like a, a big impetus there. Also, it seems like none of the uh, the expansion that is in Fess is going to be involved in this, at least at launch. Mm-hmm. And none of the uh, the, the female MC. Mm-hmm. That was a big guy uh, for this game. So, uh, but I think they are incorporating some of the other quality of life stuff because you're going to be able to control the whole party in the battles. Uh, but they've also changed up a lot of the, the UI and probably some of the quality of life stuff to be more in line with what persona five did. Yeah. Uh, for just style and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh that seems like what that game is going to be. Mm. Uh, and they very well could either do a re-release with the, the extra, you know, fess and portable content in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, another time, or do it as DLC expansion or something. Yeah, this is the game where people are very annoying about which one they like. Oh yeah, but yeah, that game's happening early next year, mm. and it's probably coming to PlayStation and Switch, but they can't say it right now. Right. So there you go. The first of the Sega appearances here. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got to look at Avowed. Uh, which is the first time we've seen anything more than like a cave, pretty cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the combat for this looks like they said, what if we did Skyrim, but modern and better? Because mm-hmm. uh, it seemed very much like the the dual wielding of yeah. magic and weapons and such. Mm-hmm. Um, looks a bit more dynamic and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah looks neat. This is from Obsidian, the game they've been working on for quite a while. Good. So I guess this is part of the Pillars of Eternity series. So yep. uh, that's neat. They're exploring the living lands of plagued wild islands set in the world of Eora. Mm-hmm. They're full of mysteries and secrets, danger and adventure, and choice and consequences. So yeah, mm-hmm. it looks neat, but not really a ton else we can get out of it story-wise or anything. Just it looks uh, a lot of like what uh, their counterpart Bethesda would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this kind of game, but probably without a lot of the Bethesda bullshit in there. Yeah. I'm guessing. So yeah, they're playing up a lot of the the choices you can make in probably building out your character and doing story stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes, because yeah, there was uh, the Outer Worlds that was very much uh, based on that too, but it was a very kind of shallow mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, cha- you know, shallow versions of choices. Yeah, very kind of wide what you could do, but it didn't really change things that much mm-hmm. uh, the way it seems like. But there you go. That'll be out uh, 2024. That's the first of the Microsoft stuff that got a date, mm-hmm. uh, any kind of dates. So that'll be next year. Uh, then we got uh, the next thing, the next Sea of Thieves sort of event thing. That's uh, the Legend of Monkey Island crossover. Yep. Uh, that'll be Jet. 
July 20th. I think they've got at least some of the voice actors from the Monkey Island stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the unfortunate thing, it's all in the style of Sea of Thieves. Yeah. So they kind of look a little ugly compared to what uh, was even in the, the most recent Monkey Island games. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Guybrush Threepwood's here, Elaine's there, the ghost captain LeChuck, Murray, the talking skull, and uh, a bunch of other characters show up, stands in there. Uh, not making as many wild uh, gesturing with his arms, but he's doing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll be... Yeah, they say there's three tall tales making up the Legends of Monkey Island, all of free to access. Obviously, the part of that game that you pay for is uh, the cosmetic stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know they're going to have like a pack of extra Monkey Island stuff you can pay for mm-hmm. or whatever, but yeah. There you go. You still play that? that uh, that'll be out July 20th mm. uh, to check out. So some more stuff there. Uh, then we got Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. This seems like a uh, a new release. Not necessarily mm. like an update for the, the game they released a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like they are doing a lot of improved stuff with uh, their simulation Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that to make it look and run better, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big stuff they showed off in the trailer is sort of uh, a bunch of extra stuff that is just not flying a plane mm-hmm. in there. Um, a lot of like, oh, doing helicopter rescues and delivering cargo on planes and uh, using you know helicopters for construction purposes and uh, all this kind of stuff that is very interesting to see. Hmm. Uh, curious sort of the uh, the amount of that stuff that's in here, if that's mm-hmm. like the, the main focus of it, or if it's they're still doing all the fly from this airport to this airport mm-hmm. kind of thing, and it keeps tracks of the, you know, the weather patterns and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but it'll be out next year, as the, the title suggests. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll also be on Game Pass, so mm-hmm. there you go. This one doesn't have to run on Xbox One, so uh, that'll probably help it look a bit better. All right. So, yeah, there you go for that. That's another 2024 game. Yeah. Uh, and then we got to see Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, a game that was the first game they showed off for the new console and has been uh, kind of absent for the last couple of years here. Mm-hmm. After that last gameplay trailer we saw. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be out next year from what they've shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, this one seemed to be very much about showing off the sort of uh, the sound design that they had in the original game. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of how that stuff sounds here in the new game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, she's in this cave where there's a lot of like buttholes showing up all over the place. Yeah. Doing weird stuff. Uh, yeah. That was weird to see. But hey, that's kind of what was cool about the original game. Mm hmm. Uh, looks like there's going to be even more of a focus on combat in this one, but that wasn't part of this trailer, really. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. That'll be out next year. Mm. Another game with a, a year release date. No real specific uh, thing going on beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I'm happy to at least see an update on Senua's Saga. Like, I was a huge fan of the, of, of the original, and, you know, th- this was the first Xbox Series X game that was ever unveiled, so... The fact that it's not out yet is a little bit disappointing, but I'm happy to see an update. And 
I'm sure when it, when it does come out, this one should hit. Again, yeah. 2024, and it's a common theme in this presentation. Yeah, uh, I think uh, they said that they are done filming the mocap stuff for the game, so that's at least done uh, for that. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can get that out in a reasonable time frame without having to crunch or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, next up here, Sega Beck. Uh, they said, hey, what if we show... Uh, the next Like a Dragon game uh, following, you know, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon. Uh, Yeah, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, using the Infinites as the 8. To be very clever in its Western naming. Like the Japanese version just has a big fat 8 on there, also with the Infinite symbol, so they're not worried about it, but here it's a whole mess because it's been Yakuza for 20 years almost. Uh, they're oh, just yeah. trying to change it up, but this is an interesting trailer because I think it's the first time they've been outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, uh, a Ichiban sort of winds up in what looks like Hawaii, but naked on a beach, so he's again yeah. wound up somewhere naked, uh, at least not bleeding out. Yeah, uh, but definitely not in a, a great state as he's waking up on this beach and they had this sort of clever means of keeping his junk hidden mm-hmm. uh, as he's trying to figure out what's going on. And then, you know, a nice Hawaiian lady's like, you know, you're naked, right? Look down. Mm-hmm. And that freaks him out as he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Mm. As very like nineties Hawaiian stereotype people like, Hey bro, what's up? Yeah. You guys, you're naked, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's, I guess that's what, uh, Ryugakotoku would think uh, Hawaiians would sound like. Yeah. As a very kind of humorous way that they play up that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that'll be out early 2024. It's going to be interesting, like, how they interpret, you know, America in the context of that series, because... Yeah, especially, especially Hawaii and yeah. America. Yeah, Hawaii is like it, it's famous for the fact that it is one prob- one of the most cosmopolitan of the fifty states. Um, just culturally, like everybody from so many different parts of the world. Um, yeah, it's a po- yeah. very popular Japanese tourist place because it's the closest way they can get to the U.S. Yeah, which uh, makes me wonder. It's like, yeah, how how are they going? Because the thing about the you could well the now like a dragon games, but about that franchise is like the social commentary that always comes up, and it's going to be interesting seeing them how they inter how they interpret that going into yeah. the US this time. Yeah, especially Hawaii because Hawaii has this rather tenuous history with yeah. you know with the US proper so. Yeah, especially as like the Pacific Islander mm-hmm. history of the of the island and the you know the white people moving in and all that. So now, yeah, you know you'll probably see some Japanese folks there as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we we already do it in the trailer, so that's definitely going to be an interesting way to look at things. And like, it's another reason why I'm glad that you know the um, title character is now um, Ichiban Kask, uh, uh Ichiban, uh, just because like you know. He's not meant to be taken as seriously as someone like, um, as as, as anybody that was in, in the previous six games. So, 
it's it's funny because Yakuza can can be thought of as a very serious series, but like when you go uh, into its meat, it's not serious at all. And Yakuza Like a Dragon definitely, um, definitely expounded on on that, that that kind of territory. So you know, I'm expecting this to mostly be uh, a comedic take on everything. But yeah, like just I'm really interested in seeing how. Um, Ichiban ends up re, uh, uh, coalescing with like you know the white people and like just um, the the the, the native-born Hawaiians in general. Assuming that they are in Hawaii, I mean like uh, in the trailer, it, it looked very much like they were on uh, the uh, Oahu beach. But yeah, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But you know, at the same time, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely looking looking forward to this. And you know, I love uh, I love Ichiban. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's another Sega game where. They're only talking about Xbox and place uh, PC, but we know this is coming to PlayStation because they announced this game at uh, TGS last year uh, in very broad terms. But mm-hmm. uh, they are going to have a Ryuga Gotoku Summit Summer 2023 showcase on June 15th. So I assume they will talk about uh, PlayStation release there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is another no Game Pass game. So the first of the Sega ones that are not on Game Pass. So there you go for that. Early next year. Mm. Uh, still big. Uh, let's see. They showed off some Fallout 76 with like a weird musical trailer uh, to say Atlantic City area to the game. So mm. that's cool. More of that. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and they say coming soon. Mm-hmm. So I assume they'll announce a date for that update uh, sometime this summer. Yeah. So there you go for that. Uh, then we got our first Capcom game, I think, of any of this that's new. Um, yeah. And it's a game called Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess. Seems to only be on uh, Xbox and PC, or at least that's all that they are able to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a showcase tomorrow, so they will probably also confirm that it's coming to PlayStation Uh then, but this one will be on Game Pass. Uh, and yeah, definitely was uh, an interesting trailer because people were like, this is weird looking. It's definitely yeah. not Monster Hunter for their Japanese stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's got some weird spooky stuff. Is it Onomusha? Yeah. And of course not because they don't give a shit about Onomusha. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is uh, this game has a very Japanese title. Yeah. I've been hearing people sort of describe it as like Okami. More realistic graphics, um, yeah, and uh, an actual woman instead of a wolf. So, yeah, they do mention this labor of love follows in the tradition of truly unique titles such as Okami and Shinsekai into the depths. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I just imagine it's probably something that they they can make without being like uh, the need to adhere to a, an existing franchise. Yeah, uh, but they do say it's a, a blending of action and strategy. We definitely got the action from the trailer. Oh, yeah. Because I think Phil and uh, Pat were like, is this Monster Hunter? We are like, me and uh, Dan were like, this does not look like Monster Hunter mm-hmm. in any of the style of what was going on here, the, even the action. No. Uh, so we were definitely right. Uh, but yeah, it's a whole thing here. So we'll probably find out more about that tomorrow. It definitely looks interesting. Like, yeah, I'm loving the aesthetic. Like, uh, yeah. But yeah, the trailer, you're like, I still don't know. Can't gleam that much out of it. Mm. 
it's not like uh, a cohesive like gameplay trailer to fully explain how it all works, but no, whatever's there could be neat, or it could be one of those Capcom games that people forget about. Could be, like say that game I mentioned, Shinsekai Into the Depths. Mm-hmm. Like most of the people don't have any clue what that is. Yep. But uh, yeah. We go next up, we get another Xbox game. This one actually has a date, Forza Motorsport. Of course it has a date, because it has to be out this year, or else they've really fucked up with this game. Uh, it's October 10th. They talked about like two of the cover cars here, a Cadillac Racing V-Series R, and a yeah, Chevrolet Corvette E-Ray. Uh, so that's uh, an electric car, obviously. Uh but yeah, we got uh, some gameplay stuff here, but nothing really like explaining like the the campaign or whatever sort of progression is in here at all. So you're just kind of left like it looks pretty as I expected, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't know if it's gonna make some actual improvements to you know how you're improving your collection or any of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but this will be a seventy dollar game with ninety and hundred dollar premium editions. I think that also gets you like early access in those premium editions. So they'll probably sell a special DLC pack to get you all the expansion stuff plus early access, uh, despite not getting the game in that same uh, process. But yeah, five days early access. Mm. So you get to play October 5th and October and instead of October 10th. So if you're on Game Pass, you get it on day six, not day one. Uh, in that process, but yeah, that's Forza. I assume they'll have a direct at some point to explain everything that isn't racing in this game. Uh, so there you go. That'll be happening. Okay. Uh, then we got Elder Scrolls Online, Necrom, Shadow Over, Morrowind. Mm. Uh, some more Elder Scrolls stuff happening around mm-hmm. Morrowind, I assume, with like a necromancer kind of character. Mm-hmm. Uh Either you're a new class or some big baddie or whatever. I don't know what that... I have not played that game enough to understand anything that's going on in that trailer other than this looks like Elder Scrolls. Uh, but that expansion happens on June 20th, so pretty soon. Mm. Uh, that's PlayStation, Xbox, PC. So there you go for that. Mm. And then we got Overwatch 2 in a segment that seemed like we expected to own this game by now. Yeah. Kind of energy as they announce this invasion update that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's going to add uh, a bunch of new stuff, uh, some story missions, a new support hero, mm-hmm. uh, hero mastery missions, a firing range, and an all-new co-op experience. It's like some of the stuff they talked about when they canceled the the full PvE stuff in the game is that they're going to do some more smaller story stuff that you can do in co-op and all that. Uh, and so as part of this announcement, they are going to have a pack of stuff that is centered around this update uh, DLC that you can get for free. If you have game pass ultimate. Yeah. So encouraging you to link up accounts or something. I don't know what the, how the process is going to work, but you know, game pass ultimate, you'll get some extra stuff in this game. So yeah. there you go. That update will be out August 10th uh, for that. And yeah, the new season starts June 10th. So, I guess that was yesterday. Mm. Uh, so, oh wait. Season 5 of Overwatch 2 will begin on June 10th. The launch trailer will premiere on June 12th. I assume that must mean it's out June 12th. Might be a typo there. Uh, but yeah, there's Overwatch 2. And also when Phil Spencer showed up, he's wearing a Hexen trailer, or a Hexen t-shirt. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is an Activision Blizzard uh, property mm. uh, made by Raven Software when they were a studio that made games on their own. Mm. Not Call of Duty content, but yeah. And next up, we're back to the Sega Zone as there's Persona 5 Tactica, another game that got leaked early. Mm. Uh, again, Xbox and PC are the only per- platforms that have been announced so far. Uh, this will be out November 17th, so that'll be out this year. Mm. And they basically made a strategy RPG in the Persona 5 universe uh, with a style that is kind of a bit more like the Persona Q stuff, uh, mm-hmm. though not as severely chibi with you know the tiny bodies and giant heads. Yeah. Their bodies are fairly sizable. Their heads are just like maybe mm-hmm. 20% bigger than they were before. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it seems like this year, after a strange incident, the Phantom Thieves wander into a bizarre realm where its citizens are living under tyrannical oppression. Mm. Surrounded by a military group named Legionnaires, they find themselves in grave danger until a mysterious revolutionary named Irina rescues them and offers an enticing deal in exchange for their help. What truth lies behind Irina and the deal she offers to the Phantom Thieves? Mm-hmm. So you overthrow your enemies with powerful personas and assortment of weapons and wipe them out with style in this fresh new Tactical RPG from the award-winning Persona 5 game. So yeah, another Persona 5 spinoff. Uh, this is coming to yeah, just Xbox and PC, but we'll probably hit PlayStation and Switch mm. later on. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, we uh, talked a little bit of it uh, in the stream. Uh, unlike um, the Persona 3 remake, this one was known about, but it, it wasn't quite leaked. So yeah, I was a little bit surprised to see uh, that they've been that they're adapting the Persona Q sort of art style in this game. Um, and it's definitely something uh, that's in my wheelhouse. The main thing that I'm wondering, though, whether or not this is actually going to be canon with the Persona 5 universe. Like, mm. obviously, Persona 5 Strikers was um, a game that I really enjoyed. But the fact that it came out shortly after Persona 5 Royal, without actually, you know, talking about what happened in Royal, uh, was sort of the turnoff for me in that game. I don't know what to expect with this one, but um, I do hope that, you know, Royal is sort of, like, hinted upon, because in my opinion, Royal is the best version. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't know if this is like an, you know, an anime movie where it's like, oh, they go on this new adventure, but mm. don't expect any of it to come back to the, the canon stuff. I don't know, but... Oh, yeah, definitely common. Yeah, the the way they talk about wandering into a bizarre realm mm. is like, this might just be an adventure these guys happen into. Mm. Uh but who knows? We don't still don't really know all that much. I assume this might be at the, the summer game fest stuff where people are able to play it. And maybe we'll report back on more details on that, but this will probably also get announced for PlayStation later this week and maybe switch whenever they have a direct. Supposedly that'll happen next month uh, from what people are talking about. So you may, you Nintendo people may have to wait a few weeks for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, next up here, uh, Xbox decided to tease their big Starfield Direct in the middle of this showcase and say, okay. hey, here's some Starfield. Uh, it's out September yeah. 6th. Uh, yeah. And so, like, they didn't even really in that say, like, check in later. It was yeah. like, ah, whatever, here's, like, a trailer for some stuff. Yeah. So we'll talk a bit more about that uh, at the end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll skip along here, but uh, then they went next up to another Don't Nod game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is one they're publishing. Yeah. Uh, no, I think they're 
yeah, they're making this. Uh, Curve Games is publishing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be out this fall. PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Uh, it'll also be on Game Pass. So uh, that is the whole thing. It's a uh, an action puzzle action climbing game. So wow. it looked really neat. It's like a we took a lot of like the climbing stuff in mm-hmm. uh, maybe Breath of the Wild mixed with like what Assassin's Creed used to be, where you had to be you know, grab it onto specific points on, you know, the sides of buildings, but this is more like a rock climbing thing as you're trying to climb up uh, these uh, big structures, these big rock structures uh, to get around and find new stuff. It's supposed to be kind of a more chill game, but mm-hmm. obviously people with like heights issues and whatnot, maybe a little more intimidated by this thing. Uh, so yeah, that looks neat. That'll be out later this year. Uh, another don't nod property there, so that's yeah. cool. The like the third one they've got uh, to be talking about right now with Harmony and Banishers and now uh, Jusant. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, then we got another indie game, Still Wakes. Wait, what's Still Wakes the Deep? Uh, yeah. This is PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. Uh, yeah, this will also be on Game Pass early 2024. As like a psychological horror game set around, I guess this uh, this like oil refinery thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're an offshore oil rig worker fighting for his life through a vicious storm, perilous surroundings, and dark, freezing North Sea waters. All lines of communication have been severed. All exits are gone. All that remains is to face the unknowable horror that's come aboard. So, probably a little bit of like amnesia to it, um, that kind of stuff. So, that seems neat. Mm-hmm. I probably won't play it, but uh, it's from the Chinese room. So the developers of Amnesia, a machine for pigs. Everybody's gone to the Rapture and Dear Esther. So mm-hmm. definitely got the the chops for that kind of thing. So there you go for that. Mm. Uh, then we got another game, Dungeons of Hinterberg. Uh, this is from uh, developer Microbird, another Curve Games mm-hmm. title. Uh as a single-player mix of action RPG and social simulation games set in the Austrian Alps. Mm-hmm. has a very, very cool style to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, seems to be Xbox uh, Series X and S mm-hmm. exclusive. Uh, it'll also be on PC via Steam and be on Game Pass and all that. Yeah. It, it takes place, like, in Austria. And, uh, like, there's a little bits and pieces of, like, Bavarian culture you can kind of see in the you know, in the screenshots, if you look closely. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Austria is kind of a neat country, pretty neat country. Yeah. And yeah, the a lot of cool environments here to get around in. Uh, and yeah, just a very cool art style to it that looks nice. So looking forward to that. Uh, I think that is spring 2024. So uh, a good bit uh, a ways away. So... There you go for that. So that's kind of it for the indie stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. And then next up, we got a, a bit of uh, Keanu Reeves uh, talking about the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion, Phantom Liberty, uh, which will be out September 26th. It's just on uh, the new consoles and PC because uh, they're very much like, we can't do any more on PS4 and Xbox One. We need to stick to the new consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a $30 expansion and showed off a, a bunch of elements of that, mm-hmm. uh, which features Idris Elba, 
uh, joining you alongside Johnny Silverhand, played by Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. as you're doing a bunch of more weird stuff in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that looks neat. You're going to another district of Night, Night City called Dogtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, doing a bunch of stuff there involving the president of the new United States of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, like, anybody who is has never played, who hasn't played Cyberpunk or isn't familiar with sort of the backstory of the Cyberpunk universe. Uh, basically, right around the early 90s, everything kind of goes sideways. And there's like this really, there, there's like a, like a, just a conga line of like economic and political collapses that basically destroy the old United States. Um, and means a lot of the old U.S. states basically kind of have to fend for themselves. Um, the new United States, the NUSA or otherwise, is uh, it's basically a corporate dictatorship that's run by uh, the CEO of Militech, um, more or less. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what the title is referring to. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, it's another no Game Pass title because it's an expansion. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there you go for that. Keanu sounded weird when he was talking about this. I don't know if that was like mic issues or something going on. Uh. Mm. It just seemed a little, a little weird compared to where he when he talked about the original game showed up for that. Luckily, he didn't have a crowd yelling at him. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up here, we got City Skylines Two. Uh, the mm-hmm. sequel to the original game that kind of just destroyed EA's attempts at rebooting SimCity. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one will be out on Game Pass. It'll also be on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC October 24th. Uh, and it seems like they're going bigger and better with all this. Uh, in the original, you kind of took on this like uh, big area that you could build within, and it seems now that you can like go beyond that to other areas and build you know, bridges and highways, you know, out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that looks neat. And, you know, seems like doing a lot more work on simulation stuff to have more things you can do. So, mm-hmm. uh, there you go. Yeah. It's like a $50 game. So not even like a, a big full price thing, but mm-hmm. I believe there are, you know, ultimate editions that are 90 bucks. That includes the expansion pass. And there's like a San Francisco set that you can work with there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they call an asset pack, two content creator packs, three radio stations, and an, ins- an expansion that unlocks over time. So mm. there you go. That looks neat. Some more of that city builder stuff if you're really into the hardcore city builder stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the um, the last of the Sega parts of this, uh, this showcase. Mm. And this is Metaphor Refantasio. Uh, a game that seems to be what Project Re-Fantasy mm-hmm. uh, is, a game that they kind of teased long ago, but, you know, disappeared for a while with little bits of info here and there. But uh, this is led by Katsura Hashino, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who's worked on all of the recent Persona games, as uh, sort of the, the, the kingmaker on that stuff, so... Uh, that he's filming this new game. Uh, this will not be on Game Pass, so that's another no Game Pass game. Uh, yeah. Only date is next year. Again, also only met 
you know mentioned as an Xbox Series X and S and PC game. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, very much taking some of that Persona Five style and applying it to a very much weirder kind of subject here, mm-hmm. a little more fantasy oriented. Uh, I think it was originally supposed to be like more medieval fantasy, but this seems much different than that. Yeah. Uh, with like some some of the screenshots here, just showing some weird ass enemies with, mm-hmm. and I don't really know how to describe it. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, taking a lot of the lessons learned from the Persona games and Shimigami Tensei mm-hmm. and all that, and combining it into something new. So, mm-hmm. there you go. That'll be out next year at some point. Uh, okay, they'll host a live stream on June 20th where they'll discuss the newly announced title. So that's maybe where they announce other platforms for it as well and show more of it so you can understand what the hell you just saw in the trailer. <laughs> it is very anime, very weird, and it's like, all right, sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the last couple of Microsoft games here. Uh, this is another... Xbox title from Stoic, mm-hmm. uh, makers of the Banner Saga games. Uh, this seems very different in its uh, in its gameplay style. It's like an action adventure kind of game um, mm-hmm. called Towerborn, which is a maybe not a great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but it's coming to Xbox and PC in 2024. It'll also be on Game Pass. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of almost kind of beat 'em up style action there. Uh, from what I saw in the trailer, maybe it's a little bit different, but uh, yeah, looks neat. Could be neat. Uh, we'll see yeah. how that goes, but yeah, it's another game for next year. Yeah. Uh, then we got their last game. They showed uh, new games. At least this is from Inexile Entertainment. It's a first-person uh, shooter RPG called Clockwork Revolution that I. Looked at and was like, okay, this is somebody that said, what if we made Bioshock into like a shooter RPG? Yeah. Explicit one, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, no date, to literally the, the trailer, they're just like, it'll be out in due time. Stop asking us. Mm-hmm. Uh, no date, early in development, I guess, from what they're saying. Uh, yeah, time bending, steampunk, first person RPG. Uh, mm-hmm. Some element of going to like, different eras of these areas and like mm-hmm. making choices that affect the other times. Mm-hmm. Maybe a very kind of back to the future kind of thing, but maybe not in the the way that's handled is like, oh, this is a branching timeline kind of thing. This just seems like you do something in the past that affects the future kind of stuff. But yeah, not really too much to this because it still seems early from what they've shown. But yeah, this seems like a game that you probably won't see for a few years. Mm-hmm maybe 2025 at the earliest, but we'll see. Mm. So that's what's new for in exile mm. uh, for that is their first fully fledged Xbox game studio release. So mm-hmm. uh, using all the money and power that Microsoft affords them. So yep. there you go. Phil Spencer showed up, said, Hey, this is a great show because I'm telling you it is. And, uh, you know, storage is a big deal on Xbox. Cause you know, We've only had one option uh, that was very expensive for those memory cards. Uh, and talked about there being cheaper ones now and some more of those uh, out there. So, uh, But the Xbox Series S is like the, the thing that sticks out a lot because it's a console that has like 300 gigs of storage in there. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, 
play like Call of Duty and NBA 2K, that storage space can disappear very fast. So they are releasing a one terabyte uh, model of the console that'll be out September 1st. Mm-hmm. And it is three hundred and forty nine dollars. Uh, it is also an all black console to kind of very much fit that big uh, honking, you know, uh, speaker like fa- you know fan that's on there to keep that thing cool and keep the air circulation going. So there's a new option for people that maybe want something that's not two tone in color. Mm-hmm. It comes with the black, you know, Xbox Series S controller for that so uh yeah there you go for that for mm. people that so haven't jumped in phil also said hey we're making more series x's we'll get them out there because that's <laughs> yeah. been the big issue for them is that as uh the ps5 has been more readily available the mm. xbox series x has not mm. so they're putting a lot more resources and in getting to that console out there and not leaving the s is like the only option people can find in most places so there you go for the the hardware news Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they ended with a big Starfield Direct showing off a bunch of stuff for uh, people to learn about the game that very much looks like, hey, what if uh, they took a lot of the concepts they've done in their previous games, like Fallout yeah. 4, and put that into a space game. Yeah. So yeah, get, pretty much. You get a lot of like the base building stuff now is done for your ship, yeah. as well as you can make your own bases on some of these planets that it's very much a lot of the same stuff, also very similar to what you could do in No Man's Sky in terms of uh-huh. you know having those little connecting paths between the different buildings. Yeah, and the combat is very, very Fallout. You know, it's yeah, like we made a better shooter because we talked to people like Id about how to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, I won't lie, I did like what because um, it does look fun. Um, yeah, but. This is Bethesda we're talking about, and they've yeah. already to put out like two serious clunkers this year. Um, so, like, I know that this, you know, the, that other stuff like was like B team stuff, but you know, this just, you, you got you got some you got some trust you have to get back, Bethesda. Um, so, you know, I'm yeah. not going to be pre-ordering it, but if a game comes out and it turns out to be good, I'll buy it. But you need to prove to me first. Yeah. Or play it on Game Pass, which, yeah. you know, I still have. So Yeah. So that'll be a whole thing. Um, yeah, I think the details are coming out about this. It is a game that is locked in on the consoles at 30 FPS, so mm-hmm. no 60 FPS options, at least for launch, but I don't think they're saying anything about promising mm-hmm. some sort of performance mode uh, later on like they did for Redfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you can pay for special editions to get five days early access mm-hmm. uh, for that stuff, so you can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the Direct looked pretty good. It's just like, yeah, this looks like an interesting game. Also, a lot of ideas that we've seen mm-hmm. elsewhere Um but maybe not all in one game, but uh, yeah, as uh, they did a lot of work to show off a lot of the stuff you could do, some of the flexibility in like designing your ship. Yep. She can do a lot of work for aesthetically making it look nice or just be like form over function or function over form yeah. to be like, I just need 
very utilitarian, you know. Um, they, yeah. the, in the in the you know the 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 preview and everything, they the art director called it "quote unquote" NASA punk, which is the idea of like taking sort of the you know extremely blocky and utilitarian realistic form of you know NASA spacecraft but also like you know combining it with sort of a lived in futuristic feel so yeah um yeah and apparently you'll have like space combat that'll be a thing um yeah. you'll be able to uh like you know dock and board other you know enemy ships and then capture them as your own um yeah like that and i'm like there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's pretty logical to have in there yeah uh but then you get to also the stuff of like you know like one of the cool things about no man's sky is just you know flying into the planet's atmosphere and seeing like just what's going on down there uh, and figuring out places to land uh whether there are you know specific spaceports to land at or just parking on the side of a hill or whatever. Uh, you know, building your base there, doing whatever, all that kind of stuff. And like, this doesn't have that. You go into a cutscene to pull, you know, fly off the planet or land on it mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So there's like a little less dynamic stuff there. Yeah. Uh, but they use that to kind of more section off these planets from the space stuff. Yeah. Uh, which probably helps them out there. Uh, but definitely I watched a lot of this and was like, man, I should go back to No Man's Sky because that game <laughs> has a lot of really cool stuff and mm-hmm. you know, a lot less like bespoke made stuff. So there's a lot yeah. of weird creatures in this, but you know that they made these creatures mm-hmm. versus just a lot of the weird weird combinations of you know creature assets that make up that yeah uh, that does some Makes for some weird concoctions versus the, the a lot of the the weird horror stuff that that looks like they have in here, mm-hmm. and a lot of like the the very basic kind of crafting and stuff that's very much like, oh, that's the the you know the weapon yeah. modification stuff from Fallout Four. That's yeah. pretty much wholesale in there, but modified a bit. You know, they made a bunch of different kinds of weapon, yeah. you know, gun stuff. So, so it'll be like a little bit. Yeah, and unlike No Man's Sky, they it's a lot more like space westerny. Like literally, there's like a whole thing that's literally just like like it looks like it's straight out of Firefly. You know, it's yeah. an old west town in space. Like it, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, there's very much a guy there. It's like, oh, this guy's a space cowboy. Literally. They call him a space cowboy. Literally, they use the phrase. Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, it seems like it'll be a pretty solid game for the most part. Yeah. It just depends on how well it launches. Uh, this is Bethesda. There is it's a fifty-fifty crapshoot. Yeah, you know it can come out buggy like Skyrim was, where it was buggy but still a lot of fun, you know, and manageable. Or it can but be buggy like Fallout seventy-six, which was a complete and utter disaster. Yeah, so Skyrim still wasn't great. If you had like a PS3 or Xbox 360 and saved a lot. Like that yeah. would cause major issues because it, you know, keeps track of items you have and people literally figured out, especially in like Fallout 3, like, oh, the amount of time it takes to load going into buildings, that is very mm. much affected by how many saves you have. Yeah. So like, you delete all those, delete those extra saves and like, 
oh, this loads much faster. Instead of like 10 minutes to load into a building, it's like 30 seconds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that should be less of an issue for this game because it seems like there's not really much of a loading thing in there outside of just, uh, you know, big stuff like flying off of a planet or landing on a planet. Mm. But yeah, it seems like a game that's going to be full of busy work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm curious if there's any sort of encumbrance, because that's definitely something they did not touch on at all in this Mm. uh, for that. So yeah, looks neat. Also reminds me a lot of like outer worlds and that you Mm. have, you know, companion, uh, and decision stuff you can do and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, mm. it looks neat. I'm still very much like I'll check it out. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, uh, don't know if I'm gonna play it on the the console or PC. Uh, I don't have much hope that it's gonna run too well on my PC, but I'll be interested in seeing how it is. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that is a. Uh, as said, uh, I don't know if you have anything to add, Dan Rip. Not really. Not a whole lot. I mean, like. Obviously, with the game coming out soon, and I, I, I probably don't see any delays happening anymore. Um, we, we've seen the most that we've ever seen. There is a whole lot to do in this game. As you mentioned, it reminds me a lot of uh, um, No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. I've never played the game, and it's not really, not, not really my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, the, the, the thing that I'm going to be most interested in is the campaign. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those games where they want to keep you in after that, and from the way I game, I'm probably not going to be in that. But yeah, the fact that it's on Game Pass means I'll definitely give it a try. I just mm-hmm. don't know if it's going to be for me. And that's pretty much been the case with most of Bethesda titles. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that game looks neat. Uh, I'll be curious to see how people take to it when they uh, get to play it and see if people are going to obsess about it the way they have been for the last four or five years since it yeah. was. Given a title, yeah, I do. I will say one thing: if there is one thing that's kind of glaring from the the previews and stuff I've seen is that the uh, uh, the character animations are kind of rough. Yeah, that's kind of the Bethesda engine thing. Yeah, that's probably just the the Bethesda engine going. Uh, but looks- considering this game, you know, this is a Bethesda game. This game's. Good. You know that when this game comes out, it's going to get modded to hell and back. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it looks it looks pretty solid for everything that's going on there. But yeah, at 30 FPS, they're definitely trying to get all the all the blood out of it that they can. Yeah. Uh, to fuel this game, because yeah, there's a doesn't seem like there's much of a of a physical aspect of ways that you can impact the environment like you could. You know, just burrow into the the planets to find caves, or uh, just be weird and dig yourself a hole mm-hmm. to live in. Uh, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I'm curious, sort of, what variety there is in planets, because definitely Phil and I were like, "Well, this planet's not all that weird. You didn't just spawn on a poison planet that you have to survive on and figure out how to yeah. play the game, and then." Uh, get all the parts to fix your ship and get the hell out of there. Or, you know, or like, you know, have a bunch of stuff and all kinds of resources and stuff, and you're building up a nice stash, and then you accidentally step onto a planet that's got a really violent lightning storm, and you end up dying, and then you end up dying again immediately afterwards and lose all of the shit that you have with you. 
Yeah. No, I'm not better. <laughs> yeah. There's a fun charm in that kind of game, but this is definitely not a survival no. uh, kind of game. A lot of crafting yeah. stuff, because you're just going to collect a bunch of shit mm-hmm. uh, to mod your weapons or maybe your suits. I don't know. It's it seems like loot is a big thing here, because they talked about how many guns are in the game, how much mm-hmm. you can mod them out and all that. Yeah. Uh, the suits are also similar, I guess, so mm. there'll be a decent amount of customization there, so That'll be fun to see. So, yeah, that's Starfield, and that's uh, yeah. that's all the the Summer Game Fest uh, we can talk about at this point because that's all that we've seen. So, yeah. there you go. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, the show this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll recap uh, the stuff that happens at the Ubisoft show and the Capcom show, and maybe some of the other stuff that's going on mm-hmm. and uh, other things I missed. So, we'll have more to talk about next week. Uh, but right. yeah. For the time being, thank you to Brandon Danner for joining. Always. And uh, Phil and Pat for joining on the Xbox Showcase. And, uh, yeah, we'll have some more stuff. I'll probably do some of uh, some videos on the, the demo stuff that's been coming out. Liza P, Viewfinder. I got some of the Steam stuff. Mm-hmm. I think WrestleQuest has a, a demo on there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's definitely a bunch of stuff there to check out mm-hmm. uh, from all these different showcases. So, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, if you let friends and family know, they should check it out. And uh, select strangers that are excited about uh, one of the games here that we talked about that uh, you can both uh, uh, bond over. So, yeah, thank you all uh, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.